T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Migs Cats, I am here with the Reverend Infuego. Hello. I'm Steve Miggs, by the way. Oh, yeah, right? That's right. And then here over there, Glenn Cannon. Here, here over there. Hey. What's up, buddy? Hey. Let me sit down. I didn't get a hug or a handshake. Just oh, kind of get a, over here. Got kind of a knowing smile. There we go. There's a hug. Oh, they're hugging it out. Aww. Well, I just got, I was fresh from pooping. You so smell I, of, I, I was just going to say, you smell of fresh dryer sheet, dude. Yes, yes, I pooped. Linens I, and I showered. That's good. And I put my clothes in the dryer all between 10 and 10.30 this morning. <laughs> See, that was pretty awesome. Like, you talk about using the restroom, and I'm just going to throw it out here right now. I really think that we should petition to get the station to get bidets in the bathroom. I'm not oh, opposed to that. Amazing. Yes. See? I would have been in here a lot quicker. Right? Yeah, dude. It's like peanut butter on carpet. Rinse, 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 Sometimes. baby. I'm thinking about shaving my butt, man. <laughs> but I want to know. No, because you're going to get the ingrown hairs when they grow oh, back. It looked like someone shot you with buckshot back there. Dude. Yeah, you don't do that. yeah, yeah. These are not thoughts we need to have on the podcast. <laughs> Although I did have a very weird thought while I was on the crapper. It's usually where I get mine. Whatever happened to Ocean Pacific clothes? Whoa, OP. Remember OP? Like all the surfwear. Well, quote unquote surfwear. I used to love OP clothes. Goth. Yeah. Goth killed OP. Yeah. And then grunge. Grunge killed it oh, dead. Oh, grunge yeah. murdered so many things. Does, do they even exist? OP? I don't even think so. Let's see. Ocean Pacific. I mean, they, like, they still have Jinkos and OP. stuff. I was like, we're talking. That was high school for me. Uh, Swatch watches and Ocean Pacific OP <laughs> that was, clothes. That was grade school Swatch for me. Swatch watches oh, was oh. <laughs> early high school, and OP was like middle school, elementary Did school. Did OP do the hypercolor stuff? I don't think so. I had some hypercolor. that was around the time that OP and uh, hypercolor was like all going on. That was like 89, 90 when hypercolor happened. Oh, look. They got Ocean Pacific. They still got, got, a website. Them, got them at Walmart. Oh, they've gone to Walmart? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, OP was, yeah, OP was the first. Done. Yeah, you used to have to go to Penny's. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. OP was the Macy's. first company to successfully translate the surfing oh, lifestyle man. into a comprehensive fashion idea. They've been demoted from Macy's to Walmart. They're like wah, tap out. Wah. Well, see, like OP is like the Nickelback, right? So like Billabong, <laughs> Billabong. was cool yep. and stayed cool. Vans was cool and stayed yep. cool. Yeah, Vans mm-hmm. has always been OP cool. OP got so big that they became like Nickelback. And then it was like, well, I hate it. And it's like, why? Because mm-hmm. everyone has it, right? Oh, you can get some at Kohl's. That's a step up from Walmart, is it? I like Kohl's because they actually carry black jeans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, like I, for the longest time I couldn't find where am I going to buy black like Levi's. JCPenney's, Macy's, and Kohl's. Hey, Kohl's was the place. Where I, go, I, get, I get my black Levi's from Macy's. I walked into my All mind two was of them. blown. I'm like, oh my God. God, they have black Levi's, and yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm off to California this weekend. I think I might get myself Ocean Pacific. I'm I'm I am going to get myself a pair of Ocean Pacific board shorts, just so I could say I'm wearing them. Remember Umbros for a while? Everyone was wearing the soccer Mm. shorts. Oh yes, Umbros, dude. Yeah, I never never into that. I had a pair of Umbros that were really really comfy. Yeah. Because they're made for you to be able to like run in and not, you know, oh yeah, kind of not be in the way of your leg in any way, shape, or form. Those so you, are definitely not within the wheelhouse of my fashion. 
Understood. Whatsoever. Yeah, they were like, coming. Like these days, man, I wouldn't be caught in anything that basically isn't a camouflage cut off short. Or OPs now. <laughs> yeah. We all, I don't, Dude, we all got to rock OPs. I'm not a big shorts guy it, anyway, unless I do what I call my, my NASCAR comfies, which is a cut off pair of sweatpants nice. shorts <laughs> with a t shirt. That was always my move on tour, is I'd walk into. I've, I've told the story on the cast about when they thought I was homeless in Chico because I was wearing my NASCAR comfies. Sir, they tried we to told th- you not to come back. <laughs> yeah, they tried to throw me out of the venue, man. They did. They tried to throw me out of whatever theater we were playing because they thought I snuck in to lay in front of the box fans because they found me asleep on the floor uh-huh. and I'm wearing, I'm wearing a pair of cut-offs. See, that's like the, cut-off. Yeah, that's like yeah. the standard professional strip club attender. Oh, God, oh, right. the person wearing those. I don't know if they'd allow you in. I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I mean... What are your intentions if you show up wearing like cut-off, cut-off sweatpants? Guys always... Don't they, isn't peak? that the move, though, at strip clubs? The guys go in wearing sweatpants and boxers? Yeah, but if you're wearing the cut-off so ones... can be stimulated? That means you get like immediate access... Because I remember like turtle head action going yeah, on. a long, yeah. long time ago. It might have yeah. been we, prairie dogging. We might have been going like Rick's or one of those places a long time ago. And it was like summertime. So we were all showed up summertime. and we were still in our shorts. And they were just like, you know, next time don't wear these kind of shorts. Because they were kind of like the almost like swim trunk type shorts. Yeah, like the basketball and I, shorts. And my buddy was like, why? And they're like, because it feels too good. And I was like, oh, yeah. 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 they don't want guys yeah. making messes in their pants yeah. like that. Yeah. You're mm. in there. Mm. You're in there like mm-hmm. a suit of armor. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, at least they're water repellent. Uh, hey, cool. welcome to the Migs cast, everybody. Hey, everybody. Oh, man. So I got to. Glenn, we got to talk about your show. Yeah. yeah. yeah man. Uh, I, I'd like to extend my apologies because I, I bought a ticket. Well, good I, on I you. even bought a ticket, man. I oh, love yeah. Thanks, I'm not going to ask. I, I, don't, I, don't, I want to help make sure that you guys, you know. I know. I, I know how it is. It, man, I appreciate this it. This fear of selling enough tickets. I'm like, you know what? I'm wrestling that night. I didn't really spend much time talking about that because I was like, I really wanted people to go see your show. I mean, obviously, like, it's nice when people come see me wrestle, but I was like, very intentionally wanted to make sure in the last cast, even though I'm doing a yeah. 2 to 1 battle show. There's not many times where someone's going to have their first CD release show. Yeah. So I'd rather the attention be on that. Well, plus it was call. the premiere of the entire project. Yes. It's, I mean, there was a, it was huge. There was a lot of people there that had not heard the music right. at all and had no idea what to expect. They just so knew I, that you were going to be there. They knew that I yeah. put this thing out and they knew that this was the first time this band technically was going to be. Well, it was the first time this band was ever going to play in Seattle. Yeah. So a lot of people walked in like, I'm here to see what Glenn's doing. So I want to make sure like anyone yeah. who's like a mixed cast listener, like all eyes on this, which is really cool. So I got. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, if my match ends in time, I can hurry over there. And then it was just, it got to the point where like, by the time my match ended, I had a big adrenaline dump. By the time I took oh, all my clothes off yeah. and changed and like, kind of like got you to just, the point where- I just want to nap. Uh, no, I mean, I was still, I was at, at, at the show box the entire time and I was feeling fine. By the time I was feeling fine and ready to like mingle and as I looked at my phone and I'm like, it's 1035. Glenn told me to go on around 1040-ish. Man, <laughs> this ain't happening. Nope. It's just like, as much as I want it to happen, this yeah. ain't happening. So I just opted just to stay there. And I'm glad I did in a sense because the night was incredible at the showbox. It was one of the greatest wrestling nights. Not because I won the Battle Royal, no big deal. Was but it I well did. attended, man? Like, yeah. Was it as well attended as the last one I no. was at? No, it wasn't sold out like the, um, well, it might have been close to the one that you had because. The one I went to was Packed. The one you it went was to, jumping, man. And but they learned after that one that they could have fit more people. But oh, like right, it was the right, first right. time they've ever done a wrestling show, so they capped it around like five fifty. 
And and then the next time we did one, I think they capped it at 700. We sold that one out. This one felt more like about 550 were there. Still respectable. That's, don't get yeah. me wrong. Killer, it's still a great. But yeah, with the ring in the middle of the room like that, yeah. that's still an amazing audience. Oh, dude, yeah. it was nuts. And yeah. it, was, it was fun. Winning the Battle Royal was I got to beat a guy over the head with a boogie board because it was a beach party <laughs> Battle Royal. Is this where the Ocean Pacific thing started, I Rev? think maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. I got right. beach parties on my mind. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I, was, I was feeling good. Like, it's nothing like, you know, when you win and the, the crowd reacts like, yeah, you won. But I was bummed I missed out on the show. But everything I've seen on social media and everything I've heard from people said that it was just a magical night. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, it was funny because I, I, I love you, man. You're segueing into it. But I was getting ready to be like, dude, did you have two matches or were you just in the Battle Royal? What time were you on? I'm getting ready to geek yeah. out with you about your wrestling. <laughs> Battle Royal. And you turned it right back at me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got more wrestling well, I'm going to share. I had like three questions on deck. Like oh, yeah. I was ready to get well, this thing plenty, going. I have some wrestling stories to share about Sunday's wrestling thing. But I, I want to hear about the show because... Well, um, um, yeah. So, yeah, dude. I, I mean, you said it. It was... Um, Honestly, it was a magical night. Like, of course, Stoke FB, Woodshed, 10 Miles Wide, great bands. Yeah, they, um, they don't suck. So, you know, you've got an amazing thing going on there. Um, it was really, it was kind of crazy because they did have a daytime event that day. So normally there you load in at, say, 4 o'clock. We didn't even have access to the room until 5. And then, honestly, mm. people were still, like, drunk in there singing karaoke at, like, 20 after 5. What the hell was going <laughs> so, on like, there? Oh, dude, I know. Well, was it like a kid's party? <laughs> no, it was like some kind of a corporate event or something. And oh, wow. They hit me up and said, hey, look, so would you, you know, deal. they were really cool about it. They were yeah. like, we're thinking about booking the room that day. We know you have a 7 o'clock door and four bands. The it's, event it's ends cool. at 5. Do you think? And I was like, man, that's a two-hour turn. I'm like, that's really tight. But I think if everyone's on point, we can do it. Is it really tight? Like, it just seems like that would, as a person who has no idea, Crazy that, that would be, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Crazy Between tight. loading in, nobody gets there on time, and then trying to get some sound checks out of there. Okay. Yeah, that, okay. That's okay. You figure okay. Four, okay. Bands, four bands worth of gear, First, the head, headliner gets up. Gets everything up and sound checks and then, you know. Damn, okay. I always used to not sound check, but over the years, um, most clubs have digital boards so they can save your mix and they can save your yep. monitor mix. Mm-hmm. So now it's worth yeah. it. But I used to go into places and I'd be like, do you guys have an analog desk? I'm like, then they're like, yeah. I'm like, no need to sound check. I'm going to go get dinner. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, no. <laughs> yeah to me, it yeah. was, let's, let's get the other bands up and yep. get the opening act a really good check because you can't save your work anyway. And, and, and you'll be able to dial it in from the other bands. Yeah, Use them uh, as the guinea pig. Well, I mean, a lot of it's your monitor <laughs> mixes on stage too, what yeah. you can hear or not hear. But, you know, I always just... I was always just always about trying to do everyone a solid, right? Yeah. Yep. So sense. anyway, um, yeah, it was it was a little tight, but we pulled it off. I mean, like Stoic FB was finished doing their sound check, and it was like six fifty nine. Oh, you know, wow. like I, it was that tight. Okay, and Corey, uh, the house manager, type. she came down and she was like, "Wow!" And I'm like, "Yeah, we pulled it off." You know, kind of big hugs and high fives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of people. Some people were there that had heard the record, like, you know, but there were a lot of people that hadn't. There were mm-hmm. a lot of people that were literally just like, well, let's go see what this guy's doing. Let's go to the rock Which show. meant the world to me. And yeah, I mean, the band, uh, we just slayed. We got on stage. Mm-hmm. We do what we do. Yeah, um, clips I heard sounded great. And mm-hmm. that was just through a cell phone yeah. on social oh, media. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeff and Well, and you know, there was like, Brett came down. Sam Hostead came down. Like a lot of... There were a lot of kind of stealthy heavy hitters in the audience yeah. that came down to see this thing. And, um, like no pressure. Yeah, right. Well, no, it, yes Self-imposed and, pressure. Yes and yeah. no, right? Yeah. Like, I had no more pressure than I just... My whole intention was this with this show was to sort of plant this flag and let people know that this is legitimate, that this is what I'm doing on a go-forward, and hopefully people would be excited about it 
and and engaged by it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this is the, the biggest thing to me, like whether there was 50 people there or it was sold out, I really didn't care. I just wanted people to go, oh, God, this is really good. And I love where he's headed. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely we really pulled that off. That's awesome. I mean, we did that song, The Void, and there were people out in the audience crying and stuff. Which, the Wyatt. That's you know, amazing. Uh, and then, oh, man, right? <laughs> like, you know, like, I know, whoa. it's just like when you could bring people to tears. Well, was it's it, like, Wyatt? Yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> Wyatt. Come on. Well, but it's it's great, too, Love in you, that, um, <laughs> you know, after that, we're able to swing it clear back the other way, because a lot of this music, you know, is, in, it's, in, I, I really wanted to, it's entertainment, right? Yeah. I'm not, like with window pane, it, there was so much thought and so much energy that went into all this. I threw all that out the window and I'm like, man, I just want to make people dance and laugh and move and rock out or, feel it. you know, feel it, be emotional or be happy, but enjoy this ride and let's entertain. Let's really just entertain. So the band is, you know, all of those things. And I think we landed there really successfully and, and uh, yeah, people loved it, man. People were blown away by it. Like just overwhelmingly. So I was... That night, I mean, I was just high as a kite, right? Oh, and then get up the next day. <laughs> it's like you want a battle royal where yeah, you dude. use the boogie board over somebody's head. You know, and then, and then you want to go buy Ocean Pacific clothing. You I know, know, right? You How know, that even stylish and comfortable, but, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, clearly affordable. Yeah, it, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Get them at Walmart. Yeah, buy some power strips yeah. and, uh, yeah. while, while you're there. Yeah. Seven for uh, 12 bucks. <laughs> and a steak. That's how that works. And a mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a floaty. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, the next day, Tony and I got up and just, like, Wow, and then uh-huh. talked more about the night, and then finally, you know, and that e- the later in the evening, I'm like, I'm gonna let myself get on social media, and I just started seeing what people were posting, yeah, and the things they were saying. I know, like our and, buddy Don, uh, I saw he posted oh, something man, pretty yeah. powerful. Yeah, Don Roberts put up a thing. You know, yeah. I think he said like, "This is the the blues rock album that we we never knew we." Needed, needed, but definitely deserved or yeah. something. It was a really cool post. Oh, it blew me away, man! And and you know, I'm just seeing that kind of thing left, right, and center. And even from those videos, like Danny May, Rock Girl, Danny May Red mm-hmm. hit me up. She's like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "No offense, I, I had no idea you could sing like that." And mm-hmm. she's like, "Like you are amazing. I'm so bummed I missed the show." And her and I had a little dialogue back and That's forth. Cool. Like, hey, this is just getting started, you know. But, um, yeah, the response was overwhelming and of course i call brett and i'm like so what do you think and all his feedback was just dude oh my god like, so brett just, was there oh god yeah. nice yeah and he was just like dude i can't brett I can't. eliason who produced the record yeah mm-hmm. produced the record the uh, Jam, mixed the bruiser brody did the record bruiser brody record as well yeah and he's the window uh, pain you know he's gonna swing some the small bat. band pearl jam <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. you know i love some other some small, other bands, small band could have sevenfold oh yeah. Yeah. and yeah. uh rem yeah i mean these are system of a down i've heard of that Evanescence, good local bands. Mad Season, that was all him. That was the Mad Season was, was yeah. Brett wow. top to bottom. Yeah. Brett and John Burton actually. Yeah, but um, yeah, his his feedback was just like all the That's guys cool. were like, dude, did Brett have any critiques? I'm like, actually, man, he was just like, I cannot wait to watch this thing grow because he's like, I, th- I think it's going to take off like wildfire. It'd be great if you have so, your band. Or, he said, yeah, everything. He said, I did great. He just, I just need a new backing band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, or it's like, well, Louis, Jeff, and Lance were really good, Glenn. Something, yeah. about, the, something about the singing. I'm not too sure about it. I mean, the rhythm section was on point. Keyboards were great. That's about all I got to say. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, all right. Sweet. What was, oh, wait a second. Wait, no, wait, I'll just, wait, I, wait. No, man, I'd just be like, understood. Oh, I, I, <laughs> speaking of your band, uh, I was listening, like I said, this is a record, and, and again, it, it's called Devil in the Sunshine, and I, we mentioned it before, how the record, each time I listen to it, I fall in love with it more. Yeah. It's like one of those albums where it's just like, oh, I picked up on that. Oh, that's cool. Good. Oh, that's yeah, because awesome. there's a lot of flavors there. And, and I've recently been listening to it more in my headphones because I've been working out to it. So you, oh, oh, no, nice. nice. My, thank you, my 
my swollenness thanks you. Swollenness. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But yesterday, I was, I'm more like a body that was in the river. I'm kind of just bloated. You yeah, know, not like, swollen. Yeah, I've bloated. taken on yeah, water. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a new favorite song for me. What you got? Uh, you it's it's one of the last songs on the record. It's called Don't Let Me Down. Sounds hard like a son of a bitch, but I know yeah. when I get so good. The way it starts. Bam. And then, oh man, once the, the the chorus kicks in, oh yeah, like I got an extra couple sets in because of that. Yeah. Love that drum part. Yeah, those guys are all so on point. It's rock and roll, man. I got it, man. Goosebumps. He has goosebumps. I ain't lying. <laughs> See? That's rad. That makes it so great. It's the keyboard. Or the whatever he's doing. The organ. No, yeah, that's a, a piano line. When we were, I, I heard that in my head when we were when we were working all the stuff up. Lance is playing all this great stuff. And uh, in the chorus there, I'm like, man, I'm hearing this thing that literally I was just hearing one note going bing, bing, yeah. bing, bing, oh. like a counter movement. And he was like, oh, dude, what if I talk to him? Ding, 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 ding. If you listen, that's what he's doing. He's doing low high. Oh, and no, I was like, next time, yeah. I was like, I love it, Lance. And he's like, oh, well, let's try that. And that became this. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. Lance. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, right? It's like if, um, what was the piano player in Charlie Brown? Oh, was it Linus? Linus? Schroeder. 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 If Schroeder discovered pot in Led Zeppelin, <laughs> you know he did. He'd be playing on this song. Yeah. on this song. Nice. I like how you say bitch. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Prince. Such a good song. It's, thanks, Such man, a thanks. good song. I, I, yeah, I was like, I have a mental note playing this song on the yeah. mix. Oh, thanks, yeah. That's my new favorite on the record. When it's, it's great, like the, in those choruses as a guitar player, I'm just playing these three chords. That's what it wanted, right? That was one of those things where, especially given the way Windowpane approached music, I really went after this with like, what does this song want? Mm-hmm. And it's funny, when you look up this particular song, I have the lyrics posted for all the songs. And the lyrics of that song are, life's hard like a son of a bitch, but I know where to go when I get that itch. Mm-hmm. Love don't know, can't find me, don't let me down. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
And so if you look up, (laughs) if you look up those lyrics and scroll down a little bit in parentheses, there's a note from me. It's on iTunes that way and everywhere where I'm like, hey, man, look, I thought about writing more words to this, but it just but it just fits. It just didn't need yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. that's this is it. This is literally the words of the song. And like, if you go, you oh, can, my gosh, I'm on Apple Music right what now. What does it say? What does it say? <laughs> so, on Apple Music says life's hard like a son of a bitch, but I know where to go when I get that itch. Love don't know. Can't find me. Love don't know. Can't find me. Don't let me down. Then it goes. Yep. That's it. The words <laughs> to the whole song. I just didn't think it needed more. You know, this. Yeah, this covered it. Holy smokes. I put that out there for the whole world. I don't think I've ever seen like a little. great. You crack me up. Like a note from the author, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think yeah. it's genius. Because right? honestly, had you not said that, I thought there's maybe like. A like full, a full, la- like, like, yeah. you know, a no, full laundry list of lyrics because no, I'm not dude, a lyrics guy, no. so I'm just kind of feeling it. And I know "Don't Let Me Down." That's the part I know. Yeah, that, well, that song, that <laughs> song was about, it's, you know, that particular piece of music wasn't like the void. Obviously, is a bit of a lyrical, um, emotional journey. Right. That song. How funny, and that's like my just, favorite right now. Uh, it's, that song's about an energy. Yeah. Like, this is about an attitude and an energy, and it, yeah. it didn't want some big, elaborate nonsense. It didn't want all that crap. In a weird way, it's very you Beatles-esque. Know? Yeah, just, you know, you say, it's your birthday, it's my birthday too, yeah, boom, awesome, love right. it. <laughs> right? Um, so that that's, is awesome. But that's why I got on there and, and put that little personal note, and it's it's like that, and anywhere you find the record. Yeah, if you have Apple Music, just open up like the, the page that shows the full album artwork with the song, and then just kind of scroll up, and it'll eventually pull up the lyrics so if you don't know to me saying, yep, that's it. What's yep. it say? <laughs> no, it's got the three dots, the ellipses. Okay. And then it goes, yep, that's it. The words to the whole song. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm glad you guys think it's funny, man, because I thought it was brilliant when I did it. Yeah. You know, but um, but what I was going to say about that song is, um, I mean, in those choruses anyway, I'm not doing much on guitar. I'm just playing three chords. Again, mm-hmm. that's all it wanted. But what's amazingly cool about Lance and Louie and Jeff, if you listen to Jeff's bass line, oh, it's, busy. it's terrifyingly amazing, yeah. right? <laughs> Louie's drums are sick. Lance yep. is doing all this sassy, almost uh, roadhouse blues, ragtime piano stuff in the background. So, like, I air bass and air drums and air piano yep. to my own record. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. man. Air yeah. piano. Oh, <laughs> dude, I do. I'm playing piano <laughs> on my steering wheel. Yep. Yeah, man. I was like, I can play this part, and but I'm like, sitting to one note. <laughs> I don't air guitar to my rock record. I air piano to yeah. it. It's a blast, man. Well, I always it's say, I've always said with music, what I love is to serve the song. That's why, like, so many times, like, my drumming is so simple. My favorite parts of some of my drumming on even Bruce Brody or other records I've done is when I just dip out completely because it fits what the song yeah, needs. It, it's not about trying to show off how talented I am. And you're right. Like, here you are keeping it simple. But then those it allows guys, those guys yeah, to just go yeah. balls out. Well, I also think, you and know. And they're serving the song by doing that busy stuff. Exactly. And, and depending on the, the journey you want to create, like, like I said, that song's all about energy and attitude. It doesn't need to be overthought. It doesn't need six million changes. It doesn't need a bunch of words. It doesn't need an elaborate break. It doesn't need, and yet it has actually kind of an elaborate break. It's all kinds of cool stuff going yep. on. But mm-hmm. this was, uh, I forget who I was having that conversation with, and I said, this was literally music, uh, for the everything was done for the sake of the song. Nothing mm-hmm. was done for the sake of the musician. Yeah, you know, and we're all all of us at one point or another get to really play our asses of off on this record, but when needed, song for song, it was about the song mm-hmm. and not you know not as a musician. And I think that's why it engaged the audience so well because people they loved it. And like I was starting to say earlier, like people we brought them to tears with the void. And then a couple songs later, we're playing something so sour, and half the room, the record's barely even out. Half the room was singing along. How cool is that? The whole room started clapping in unison. I mean, it was... 
party. It was great. Yeah, and that's what I wanted, man. Like, girls were dancing, and I'm like, yes, you know, like, so much big, heavy rock music can turn into a bit of a sausage party, you know what I mean? Because it's just a bunch of guys pounding <laughs> yeah. their fists, yeah. Yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that, and I love playing that kind of music, and God like knows from He-Man. I've done it for 20 years, but <laughs> was he the guy that twisted back and forth? I don't know if he was. <laughs> no. Probably in a mechanic. You'd mechanic. twist his torso, mechanic and, his neck, his head, and then there was yeah. Ram Man, you'd squeeze squeeze down, you'd pop up, and then the man with the iron fist, which was Fisto. Fisto! Fisto. See? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Fisto's just dying for a sex joke, but well, anyway, he, he writes itself. The, the show was incredible. Um, and what's what's awesome is the people that were there were so excited about it mm-hmm. that then they went and began to talk everywhere about it. And so now what I'm getting is uh, an ocean of oh my god, I wish I'd been there. Yeah, which is is great because it's FOMO. just hey, this is yeah. just the beginning, man. This is going to be more shows. This is just the beginning. We're just getting started. Like you're not pulling a Travis and saying that's my final show as my solo <laughs> project. Ah, I, yeah, I love no, you, Travis. Man. You know oh, I dude, do. He's my boy, and, and I get why. Uh, if you haven't heard Travis's interview with Kevin from Metal Shop, uh, I, it's I a powerful it interview. It's so good. Yeah, and uh, it just, and you'll understand why he doesn't want to keep playing these songs that he did for a solo record live because they're just too emotional. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But he no, said every time he performs yeah. them, it's like opening up a wound yeah. again. And yeah, no, that's, that's brutal. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I respect it. But I thought yeah. that was funny, like how you're like, no, this is we got more shows, and oh, he's like, yeah. I'm done playing shows. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I only have the one wound song. Hell, when when I sang the void, when I sang the third verse of the void on stage, my mm-hmm. voice got shaky. And I was like, oh god, I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, and you know, when we ended the song, you just feel that it kind of sucked the air out of the room. Um, it's and, always hard. Like I mean, I remember even yeah. like on the air when when my dog Lucy had an odd connection. But when Lucy passed, I thought after a few days of being home alone or with my wife, I was going to be okay by the time we went back on the air because we had some time off right around that time. Yeah. And first break, I thought for sure this won't be hard. I've already talked freely oh, with my dude. friends and family about her passing for the last few days. I felt like I got, but it was something weird about in front of a microphone. This is the first time I'm sharing, and the emotions hit. I can understand it's kind of like with yeah. a song. It's the yeah. first time you're sharing these emotions in front of people in fr- on a microphone. It's a whole different animal than it is doing it in a studio. Well, and if you get into that that headspace, I mean, there was songs, there was window pane material that was like that where seven years later I was just in the headspace and really had connected with that song in that moment. And there I am choking back those emotions, which yeah. just tells me like, okay, we did a good job building this, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the void, I, you know, I was like, ah, and so the, the song ended, it sucks the air out of the room and, I think on mic, I'm like, Jesus, wow. You know, and I kind of turn around and- Segue into shiny, wipe, happy people. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much though, right? I wipe the sweat off my face. Now we have a cover of Pop That Coochie by Two Live Crew. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, it was totally, totally that right. moment where uh, we were, were definitely all in it together. Where like the audience yeah. was feeling the heaviness of the moment, but they look on stage and, and so are we. So it's the band. And it's just like, whew, you know, and kind of shook that off. And then I can't remember what we went into, but bam, right, right after that, it's like, whoo, it's like a really great roller coaster. Yeah. You know? Well, even like that song, like, I mean, I'm, you know, it's tired feeling. And then as soon as we played that song, I had like this newfound energy. Uh, I love that you got goosebumps, man. That's rad. Yeah. Thanks, Ian. That's yeah. a hell of a compliment. I genuinely love the record. And I think that my arm hair, it shows. But I'm, I'm excited, man. Um, I'm, <laughs> I think that should be the tagline on the CD. <laughs> genuinely love this. Check, that, yeah, check your arm hair. <laughs> that check your if, arm hair. <laughs> and what was the name of that uh, Peanuts guy again? Uh, Schroeder. 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 And if Schroeder did pot and listen to Led Zeppelin, this is what he <laughs> would be doing. be doing. Yeah, you know, in 10 years he did. Well, I've got um, <laughs> our next North, Northwest show is um, Jazz Bones on, I believe, August 24th. Nice, hitting that T-Town. With uh, 
Dead Rebel Saints nice. and Antihero. Oh, God, I love so Antihero. It'll be a cool show. We'll be at Jazz Bones. I think that I should verify on my website here like a moron, but the first Saturday. I am almost certain it is. That's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Yeah. yeah. August twenty fourth. Hang on, boom. Let me go I'll to put that down. I might be in Portland, but if I'm not, the I first will. time I ever saw Antihero yep. was with you guys at Jazz Bones. Oh, yeah. rocking, Brody. Right? and they I was are just, just like, killer. Yeah. I mean, I had way too many, uh, too many cookie or not, uh, candies from uh, Mary Mart. It was so a weed centric I was, night. I was really, yeah. st- I was literally stuck to the wall. <laughs> that show was sponsored by Mary Mart. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> and, and, and unofficially. That for everybody the, in the crowd and also everyone on the that stage. That was the one where the fog machine shit. went yeah, nuts, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like... Made sense. Yeah, that's night. appropriate. We're in a yeah, cloud and, of smoke. Uh, think, uh, <laughs> Travis was singing, still waiting, and in the verses I heard him going, I can't see my drummer. Yep. Yeah. He's only four Steve feet away gone. from me. Like he I just was. He changed all the words and yeah. was singing about the fact that Steve had vanished <laughs> behind this wall of fog. <laughs> and in a spiritual way, I also vanished during that night. I was stone cold sober that night. I was like, yeah, I'm not drinking tonight. And uh, I had the most fun because everyone around me was out of their mind Dude, stone. Everyone and the yeah. band was on fire. Bruiser Brody was just driver. crushing. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so it was such a that was a really fun night. That man. was a super fun uh, night. <laughs> so we return uh, August twenty fourth, Saturday, August twenty fourth. I'll be at Jazz Bones, nice. and then going all the way up to the north end. Someone's got a phone call. Damn spam call, man. What would me out? Stop calling me two zero six three zero nine whatever. <laughs> I straight up scam likely. I just had yep. my phone in my hand looking up the date. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, look what I did. <laughs> I, was, I was so happy. That but it was, it was in your, your head. It was in your headphones. Uh, dude, doesn't there's only, matter. There's only one phone attached to the board. It doesn't matter. If something goes wrong, my knee jerk is like that. Like when I see an old person fall, I'm like, did I do that with my thoughts? I really wonder if it's me. Did I do that with my thoughts? I should probably curtail those thoughts a little bit. Right. Maybe I shouldn't think about old people falling. But, uh, Manifestation. So 24th of Jazz Bones in August. Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Pacific Northwest shows coming up uh, August 24th at Jazz Bones and then um, September is it August September yeah September Tony V's. 6th Tony V's with Solar Tone and Wide Only in the Wreckage mm-hmm. I was just so, talking to some people in Everett because I was wrestling on, in Everett on Sunday and a few people brought that up oh man dude Glenn's yep. gonna be here in Everett and yep. I'm like yeah I gotta figure out a way to get down there for that that's yeah, a really yeah. big one I'm, I'm really stoked about that man um, and then October rumor has it there's a certain show that might be there, let's might sh- Rhyme with Figs Fest. That's right. Yeah. Twigs Nest. Twigs Nest. Uh, yeah. Was that October There's October 12th. 12th. Let's keep just that say, date. Keep right, that date open because we're, we're once again putting together maybe <laughs> potentially keep October 12th free, maybe potentially. Definitely. For Twigs Twigs Nest. Twigs Nest. Um, and there's, it's... Uh, Bring your berries to Twigs Nest. Rumor has that a, a couple of bands that Glenn plays in might be a part of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, one that I might play in as well. A fairly, fairly legendary Allegedly. drummer is going to be involved. Like a big name. Huge name. Actually, guitarist two too. Two big names, yeah. Two like really two big names. pillars of the alt-rock scene back in the 90s. Their, their project really? is going to be, yeah. It's, they're not from here. Really? No. Yeah, and they're flying in. They're flying in for the show. Play it's going to be cool. Pigs Mest. To play Pigs Mest. Pigs Mest. I like yep. that one. Pigs Mest. Pigs Mest Fee. Yep. It's like if uh, Buckwheat was promoting the show, dude. <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> Buckwheat. Buckwheat. Did you just bring out a little yeah, rascal? Hey, it's Otay. Why got <laughs> yeah. me like that? Wow. <laughs> no millennial has any wow. idea. Oh, actually, because in a movie, they do know what you're talking about. When did that was, movie come out? No one remembers Bowie. I do, no. but I'm just thinking about like someone maybe in their 20s. 
Do they remember? No. The do, they, do they remember Eddie Murphy's buttweed skits on? Probably not. No. Those are brilliant. Those were Welcome like to our early eighties, seventies. Oh, remember maybe? he did the compilation album where he get uns. Oh, times, dude, I know. Feet times and maybe. alfalfa. Remember when alfalfa shot buckwheat? <laughs> no. Didn't alfalfa shoot or buckwheat shoot alfalfa in the know. Saturday Night Skits? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Maybe, I'm dude. pretty sure that happened. I just dude. remember Eddie Murphy putting out a record was, as buckwheat. Yeah. I, buckwheat. Somebody in their 20s may not know about the Little Rascals because the movie came out in 94. See, dude, how crazy is that? 25 years old. It's like when we do a Seinfeld relate in the mornings. Oh, it goes geez. over the head of like Danny. Or this morning, I did a Richard Gere gerbil joke. I laughed. Which, you know, anyone in our age range thinks was, is... Was Vicky visibly aroused? Or? She was, but Danny did not understand <laughs> and it. she knows all about it. Now, when I explained it to Danny, then he got a huge stiffy. But oh, okay. before <laughs> that, he had no you idea. Yeah. Guess you never know until you tried. Oh, it's man. Crazy, dude. It's Something crazy. for everyone. Something These are those everyone. moments where you start Poor feeling Richard old. Richard Gere, too, because it's one of those things where even back then... You can't as deny it. As a young it. man, I was like, dude, that is... BS. Like yeah. even that addressing is total it. BS. Like even if you like say, "Oh no, I didn't do this." Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, sure, that's what you're gonna say." So no matter There's what, no you winning. lose. And like, it didn't hurt him. He's had, he's had a hell of a career. Well, it might have hurt him. We don't know about it. It hurt the gerbil. No, if, if it's true, the gerbil had a bad day. Remember Lemmy Winks from yeah, South Park? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, how really? Steve had to relate it. Lemmy Winks, brave Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks is the second and he greatest the frog South Park prince. episode. He yes. the frog prince. <laughs> and what was the, the sparrow? Or what, Lemmy Winks, you must continue following. Have you seen any of this? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Watch South Park, the Lemmy Winks yeah. episode. And I always say, though, the greatest South Park episode of all time is Scott Tenner must die when yeah. they was that the spoiler the, alert killed his Cartman killed his parents and fed him to him yeah oh yeah and then, and then he, it got dark he looks so dark he licks the kids tears off of his cheek yes, yes. oh yeah and then Radiohead oh. shows up and makes fun of Scott Tenorman dude yeah no 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 that's so uh, his favorite band yeah I love that he makes it's the chili cook off it's yeah, the most diabolical yeah. episode it's, it's amazing, of man. South Park that's what turns Cartman into a legit supervillain. oh yes. dude when like, Cartman starts when licking that, his tears and yeah. groaning with pleasure I was like I, I love this it, program. Oh that, that, that cemented to me. I was like, I've never met, I've never witnessed something so twisted. And I, it was a cartoon. It was next level twisted. Yeah. See, my favorite, I think, when was... When Radiohead pulled up and they yeah. like laughing. Oh, spoiler alert on all of it. Yeah. Sorry, but I still think, watch But you it. know what? Go rewatch the episode. Yep. Nothing nothing <gasps> we're saying can possibly take no, no shine yeah, off yeah, of that yeah, episode. Yeah. No, you can know everything yeah. being said it's in amazing. that episode. See, I love the Trapped in the Closet ones with oh, R. Kelly and Tom Cruise. Because it's so John funny. Travolta. A John Travolta. <laughs> like when they're all doing that. Because it's so funny and it's just... It's them unabashedly just making fun of Scientology, of these actors, oh, yeah. and all of this stuff, which it's it's got some balls, you know, just yeah, they, to be like, I'm just straight pull up attacking any punches. Them. They, don't, they don't pull any punches, no. man. Like, I always remember, I, I always felt real sorry for Skeet Ulrich. I mean, what did he, what did he ever do <laughs> oh, to you hurt mean, anyone? Uh, you lo low-rent uh, Johnny Depp? But when <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in the South Park film... When Satan and Sodom oh my gosh, are in yes. bed together, yeah, they have a picture of Skeet Ulrich above their bed. And I, I remember watching that film, like, what did he ever do? Man, what did he ever do? <laughs> like, imagine being him. <laughs> yeah, like, man. What the f? I mean, you'd have to roll with it. You'd have to be like, you'd have to like. He was great in screen. You'd have to have a sense of humor about it. He was on a TV show. Oh yes. that didn't last, but the show was excellent, and it was about a small town. Jericho, wasn't it? Yes, after yep. the, after the yeah. nuclear holocaust. Jericho was yeah. good. Jericho it was, was good. They canned it after a season yeah. and then the fans mailed CBS peanuts because peanuts was a thing in it 
I don't to, remember that. In order to get a uh, to get them to make another season, CBS relented, made another season. That's it got a lot of peanuts. A lot of peanuts, like really? a lot of peanuts. And then uh, it did the same in the ratings, which was terrible. And uh, then it got canned I don't again. Know, I did, it's, it's like Firefly. Yep. That was just that Being was a fan of that yeah, show. I'm Fox like, didn't I'm understand like, I can't it. believe this didn't fly. This is remarkably entertaining. <laughs> yeah. The problem with it also with uh, Firefly was that Fox. First off, they put it on Friday, which is just a death knell for any TV show. If you're on it Friday evenings, your show is either going to be canceled or they have no faith in it. That's great. They just spent mega millions to have the WWE now is going to be on Fox on Fridays in the fall. Yeah, that's that's like... Yep. Yeah, because nobody getting canceled. Nobody watches TV on Fridays. You're going out and doing stuff, uh, and then Unless also you're a loser like me. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, like you know, TGIF. We watched all oh, of that step by all step, of it, day yeah. by day. Oh yeah, Suzanne Summers. That was the first time I ever thought about calf cow action. Suzanne Summers and her <laughs> daughter. Mm-hmm. Was it Stacy Keach? Cow. Oh, was it Stacy Keach? Calf cow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's an old term. <laughs> we used that for years. It. I've never heard that ever. Well, now congratulations, you have. I mean, I've heard mother of daughter, mother maybe. daughter, but yeah. calf cow. Calf cow. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, ouch. I mean, that insinuates like. Does Roseanne Barr have a daughter? When I hear calf cow, oh, I'm not thinking. Oh, yeah, so you're taking it a little See, bit more you literal. Went, yeah. yeah, my mind goes to the dark places. You know this. <laughs> you never. I know, right? Right. I know. Wow. <laughs> Another thing they did with the Firefly as well was the fact that they, they aired the episodes out of order. Did they really? Yeah. I didn't what? know that. Yeah. Like I they just that up. put them out of order. I don't know. What's Someone Fox. really dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. There's there's been a couple times where like Fox has done that, where they you put no faith. I mean, they had no faith in Family Guy. They canned it after oh, a that's season. Right. That's right. But then that was one of those ones where there was a fervor, and when it came back, it was more popular. So they've kept it around, and they've basically oh, given he, Seth MacFarlane uh, the entire yeah, network. He he, right. he riffs about that to mm-hmm. this day. Oh like, yeah, he yeah, just drop us and rehire us. You mm-hmm. know, like he still riffs about it. Oh man. yeah, which is crazy nowadays. Like there's no threshold like it used to be like we talk about Seinfeld it took four seasons before that you look at music like REM it took like four records before they became popular uh, now, I mean, they were, now better pop or you're gonna get dropped yeah, yeah dude yeah you oh, got nice. one you don't even have a full right. album yeah, cycle right? you got like one song and if <laughs> not know? we gave up on you I know well, with, yeah. with me with the record industry they just save themselves the trouble and have ignored me so they're <laughs> like, like oh it's Glenn Cannon he's calling <sighs> back again we're skipping yeah, the middle man we, we, we don't, don't have to drop you later man how about if we just <laughs> cut right to you being upset <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we laugh, but also that sucks. No, no, but hey, hey dude, I, I can laugh about it. I'm really happy. I'm getting to make music. I, I want to make. Yeah, um, right. People are responding to it, and are man, you are you going to have physical copies at your shows? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. I just wanted to make sure Dude. because I know people can buy them online, but sometimes and, oh yeah, they're not even them on man. Apple Music, <laughs> Spotify. God all that. bless yep. everybody has been Band hitting camp. me up like. Uh, how can I, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I'm like, oh, they're not even, like, when I get done with the show today, I'm going home immediately to, there's a laundry list of stuff I got to do, but one of the first things is to get all the merch available on the website. Nice. And then I've been battling things too. Um, TuneCore did an amazingly quick job of my digital distribution. I mean, yeah. I was blown away. The problem is I found out like, I don't know, three days ago. There's another guy out there named Glenn Cannon. I what? just saw that on... Um, and apparently, uh, Lance said he sounded like a mix between Yanni and Fish. No. And he hasn't put out an album since 2009, so Lance caught it. He was like, dude, on Spotify, they listed you as Glenn Cannon's new release. Crap, he's going to get paid. Is this Glenn Cannon? This is Glenn Cannon from 2004. Right, this isn't the alternate take of Don't Let Me Down? Yeah. Oh, boy. It's like that with Peter Parker. There's another Peter Parker band. 
and we're lumped together in their in that same category. And Weird. It sucks because they don't sound anything like us from back in the day. This is Glenn. anyway. I hope this is you singing and you uh, just forgot you did this. So I reached out to TuneCore and they were <laughs> they were really on point. I'm like, look, this is not this guy's new album. We just happen to have the same name. I didn't even know he existed. Just separate us. Yeah. And apparently now on Spotify, when you look me up, they've made instead of making my album his new release. They've made all his, his all his old albums are now my old albums. So we're still working the problem. Oh my God, there it is, yeah. I haven't been promoting the fact that my record's out there on all these outlets yet, because we're still working this issue. This isn't this isn't Jeff on the bass? No. That's not Louie? Lance said it That's was like... That's not Lance? <laughs> he said it was like Yami meets fish. I mean, it's not bad, but what it is. Suck. Right. I think anyone's going to figure out pretty quick this ain't me. All right, let's check out his um, his hit, Underwater, from his 2009 record, Glen Cannon. We're, we're currently promoting the wrong Glen Cannon. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there's an also, there was a Glen Cannon that was on Hawaii Five-0 and Magnum P.I.? Really? Yeah, he's dead now, so you don't have to worry about okay, it. Okay, cool. He won't get in my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sounds like like the like the type of music that was used for eighties. Oh yeah, like drama shows. Yeah, like like whatever the cop shows. What the hell was the name of that big cop show back in the eighties? Hill 80s? Street Blues. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got you. I know things. Let me see if I can find. I know things. So anyway, the album's out there everywhere, but we're still working this problem. And actually, God bless Tawny. Is last night, man. I got home from work, and I started. <laughs> Hill Street Blues, yeah, my man. <laughs> Leave that playing while I tell the sad story. Okay. Hey, <laughs> um, got home from work and I had my phone. I'm still 63 emails deep in my email, so I've been getting blown up on three formats between six more emails. That'll be nice. Text, right? I know. Yeah, that'll be a party. Uh, between text, Facebook Messenger, and email, it's been an explosion, and, and that's great. It's all positive stuff. But I'm trying to juggle that as well as getting my Kickstarter stuff done, as, as well as the edge, you know, right? As well as uh, getting this TuneCore thing sorted out. Plus, i got to get all my merch available on my website. I'm still dealing with promoters up and down the coast trying to put together tour dates. So I got home, and it took about 45 minutes until I was in the kitchen just twitching. Because as I was dealing with stuff, more stuff was coming in. Right. It got to a point literally where I was sitting there, and Tony would just hear me in the kitchen go, Stop texting me! <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, Glenn. Yeah. Uh, you might not know this, but there's also a Glenn Cannon who's a affiliate professor at the UW. That's me. For physical oh, yeah. oceanography. That's me. Glenn is a well-known phys- physical oceanographer. What was that? What was that? <laughs> physical oceanographer. It means I touch the fish. <laughs> anyway, um, Tawny and I, after I had a, a not a meltdown, but let's just say I had a bit of an anxiety spell. Um, she came out. We had a big powwow, and Tawny's tapping in. She's going to take over all the web-based merch. Oh, stuff, nice! Getting all the nice. Launch. She's going to tackle getting. So it's weird. We're like, you know, it's one of our things we joke about. We call it Go Team Cannon. Whenever her and I actually manage to pull something off, so Tawny's swinging in there like the. You know, amazing stud of a human being she is, or stud s, or whatever she right. is. She's a goddamn golden goddess. <laughs> she's swinging in. She's gonna help, uh, help me. You know, juggle all this because, you know, it's taken off and it's doing really well and it's really exciting. But, uh, you know, on top of a full time job, yeah, I can't. A lot to do, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm <laughs> I am dude. spun like a top. And she's like, "Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna do this. You're gonna do this, and we're gonna take." And I was like, "I love you." We were laying in bed last night. I'm still like, "I love you," and she's like, "I know." Like five minutes later, I'm like, "God, I love you." 
And she's, and I'm like, please shut up. I'm almost asleep. <laughs> Dude, so funny. Like, so Love I, you, baby. So to give you an idea, like it's funny how sharing a category with the same, like an artist of a similar name. So when, when Peter Parker, you know, like this is us, right? This is like what we sound like. I'll just go like a little head scene. You know, it's rock and roll, loud noise. I like it. And I'm like, oh, there's another Peter Parker, and we share the what same. What do they sound like? I, so this is us. Here we go. This is the other Peter Parker. It's a gin blossom. There she goes. I like that song. So oh, wow. Wow. Like, this is a song that plays this while... This is montage music. This is the song that plays while the Scooby gang is running from the ghost. Yes, but the oh, problem yeah. is, at least with your Glenn Cannon, it's... Obvious it's not you. Yeah, this like, could actually be... Somebody might be like, what the hell happened to Peter Parker? It's still rock. It's just... You guys sold out. Way to go, <laughs> way to go Friends theme song on us. Oh, here's another one. You know what the weird thing is? This Peter Parker, they... All of their songs have karaoke versions as well. Nice! So if you want to do karaoke, it's there. Don't tempt me. We all heard what I did with Red Solo Cup. There goes love. They're not bummed. Nope. Don't let them down. They're not. <laughs> yeah, there's no void on this record, dude. Hey, Glenn. And, and there's another uh, Peter Parker as well. <laughs> what are you finding? Uh, I'm finding all of you, like the other dimensional yous at this point. I know there's a glencannon.com, and I think the guy's a professional photographer. Oh, because there's a Glenn Cannon right here who uh, who is an author who was born in Hong Kong. Oh. Yeah. Hong Kong, and his name's Glenn Yeah, Cannon. and he moved to Australia. When he was uh, six years old. Just seems like a stretch. Right? Hong Kong Glen Cannon. That's like Western Maryland. What's your name? Fong Duck Troy. What? Is this Glen Cannon? No, this is another Peter Parker. <laughs> oh, whoa! Sorry. Apparently that Peter needs to watch He is upset. He's upset. Sorry, Rev. Yeah, I'm sure you anyway, but There's another Steve Miggs that does radio. In Florida? No really? way. With two G's, apparently. All right, it's at least Miggs. I'm not sure if it's a Steve Miggs, but sometimes like I'll get a random tweet from somebody who's like pissed off at that guy. You're like, not me. F you for saying that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the hell did I say? And I look at their, their where their Twitter account's from, and it's from Florida. I'm like, oh, you get the wrong guy. Uh, wrong Miggs. Uh, sorry. And they'll usually write back. There's a Glenn Cannon that worked for FEMA. That's oh, nice. yeah. That was Glenn as I'm well. I'm into that. Yeah. See, this is something I do. This is this sounds totally, utterly stupid. But I found all of the people that have Justin Robinson on Twitter, yeah. and I follow them. And then what I'll do is I'll like their stuff or I'll respond to it uh-huh. because I just want them to think it's like, wait, did I just respond to myself? <laughs> like, so- there's one that's like a like a like a a monster noir <laughs> author in promoting LA. insanity. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, yeah, there was a Glenn Cannon in uh in the NFL, huh? He's a, he revs all, hello, me, it's me again. No, it's great. <laughs> it's fun. I feel bad for the guy on Twitter that has my, has, is just at Steve Miggs, because I'm at I'm Steve Miggs, and it's a guy who has like a private account, so he's clearly not trying to get any kind of like, you right. know, he's just a Steve, I think he's also got the same last name, he just right. goes by Steve Miggs as well. And every once in a while, someone will tag him, and I, like, I'll find it because it's like they tagged BJ Miggs, but they also wrote Steve, at Steve Miggs, and I'm like, oh, this poor guy is just getting inundated with stupid stuff. But then there's someone on Twi- on Snapchat, and we've talked about this, I believe, before, that has a similar handle, but it's not my handle. And one of the main ladies that does social media here followed him, and they started writing her. And she's like, this is weird. Why is Steve just writing? Like, hey, what's up? And she's like, not much. How you doing? 
and he and he sent back a snap of him shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when she realized it wasn't you? Thankfully, yes. You know, luckily he didn't just send her a D pic. Next and thing you know, you'd be in Hair Club's office. Dude, that was my first like, response. Hey, I'd be like, it's Steve? not mine, it's not mine. Yeah, Prove you're it. being let right. go. You are out of here. And I'm like pulling off my pants, just be like, look, look. I, I manscaped differently. I leans this way. <laughs> That's a lightning bolt. It's a lightning bolt. When she told me that story, that was the first thought I had. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, that could have been a lot worse. Happened, and she yeah. started laughing. She's like, I know. And I'm like, she's like, I knew once. I was just like, man, what if like it was even from the neck down? She's like, yeah, I'm glad that <laughs> it showed his face because it instantly made me realize I was messaging the wrong she's like, Migs. Because she's like, I thought it was odd that in the middle of the night you just said, hey, what's up to me? Because like we don't, that would we're not happen. friends. Like we don't talk like that. Like yeah. we're just coworkers, you know? Like I will never have a conversation with her outside of work. Here's a picture of me with my shirt off. And I'm just like, <laughs> hey, what's up? And she's like, not much. How are you? And shirtless guy. <laughs> I'm like, geez, man, zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> yeah. That's, man. I'm so glad to not be single in today's world. You know right? what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, can you imagine? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I might I'm have very... actually had a chance. Like, I mean, it literally <laughs> took my wife, like, beating me over the head and then finally yep. showing up in studio and me being like, oh, okay, I guess this person is okay. She had to, like, okay. chloroform you and take you somewhere in the trunk of her car. And she, she gave up herself. Much. And then I was like, okay. I think I could do this. I think I'm in love. I think I'm okay. It's <laughs> typical Ravi just assumes the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we gotta, do that with my thoughts? I got to give a shout out to Andy. He emailed us um, and he said hi to everyone on the podcast. I don't have any kind of social media, so maybe I missed the post, but I was excited about the show at the Lime, and I saw it disappear from the band website. Still on the event page for the Lime. Uh, yeah, Bruiser Brody's not playing the Liquid Lime as of right now. Well, that was that show was last Saturday. Oh, well, yeah, we're not there. <laughs> dude, I was talking to uh, our bro, Brandon. Sorry, guys. You know, um, and he hit me up and was like, dude, I wanted to stay in town oh, long enough to catch the show on the 13th, because he came down for the my premiere party and he was like but I had to get back in town and I hit him back I'm like good thing you did bro because that show was canceled a while back so that's why he has a picture in front of a drum set oh man you went to the show I'm sorry to hear dude uh, Andy next time we play so did he go to the lime yes and found out there was oh no and he's rocking a, a MIG stink shirt which is awesome. Which is available at ProWrestlingTees.com. He's got his hands out like, what the F? He's like, Where, where's the band? Where did the band go? Oh, Andy. No. Oh, man. Hey, thank you for going to ProWrestlingTees.com slash I'm Steve Miggs and getting a Miggs Stink shirt. Thanks for supporting Bruiser Brody and shows that we weren't playing. Um, I don't know when there was it's a going to be rescheduled. I'm really sorry about that, bro. Um, to anyone that went to the Lime. He also bought a new Glenn Cannon record, he thank said, you. too. Sorry about uh, that, man. Yeah, the um, there was a mix-up with, um, it was supposed to be a big show involving multiple bands. Um, some of those bands fell off, and at that point, JT, who handles all of our booking, thought that- um, We were sh- done. He thought the show had been canceled. Yeah. And so then JT set up a trip to Chicago, Chicago. with his beautiful wife, and all of a sudden, he found out after- so, Bless JT's heart, he's been trying to deal with. It was just a big misunderstanding. On so, so many levels. Yeah. To- and these things happen. Oops. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you went to the Lime last Saturday, this past Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Sorry. Andy, um, <laughs> you might need to remind me. But I took it down off my website. That's all I've got to say. Next Bruiser Brody show, which will probably be Migs Fest, or maybe there's another show after that as well that we'll let you know when we know. Um, or before, I can't remember. I think it's after, well, right? The, the the casino one? It is after. Yeah, okay. So there's a couple shows in October that are happening. Yeah, there's two. Let us know which one you can make. I'll put you on the guest list, and I'll also buy you a shirt. Uh, so just, yeah, sorry I feel terrible time. about that, man. Yeah. And the picture, the picture is the greatest the picture. That is a funny Describe picture. Describe the photo. The picture is just, I honestly thought it was him at the crocodile. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He went to the crocodile. But it's him at the liquid lime in Kirkland where we were supposed to be last weekend that we weren't. And he's rocking a MIG stink shirt. And he's just got like that shrugging, like, what the F kind of look on his face. Like, whatever, man. wouldn't go. And there's an empty stage behind him with an empty drum set. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the saddest picture. Andy. Oh, man, I'm sorry. But, yeah, we got you. Uh, next Bruiser Brody show, yeah. you're on the guest list. And plus one. Uh, that way, at least you can. For sure. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll personally buy you a, a Bruiser Brody shirt when you're there. So and just I'll, I'll make get sure you a say shot hi. of something. Yeah. An affordable liquor of your choosing. <laughs> I feel terrible about that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And uh, I'm still, we got to be careful. we like, dude, I'll get you, let me get you a drink. People are like, well, I'd like the 12-year the Glenlivet. I'm like. Pass. I'm like sure. No, I've been there, and, I, and I'm I'm oh. me, so I don't. I'm like, okay, man, I yeah, got you. Right. I'm like, my pleasure. I want you to have what you want. And then I get my tab, and I'm like, damn, that hurt. <laughs> Actually, one of the worst ever. And I've told the story in the cast. So Justin and I were hanging out, uh-huh. and some guy. Uh, we were down uh, at a bar across the street from Jazz Bones, just getting a quick drink before the show. And this dude rolled up. I'm like, what are you drinking? And we were like, well, what are you drinking? He's like, oh, I was drinking this, blah 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 blah. And it's a local distillery, and yeah. And we were like, well, let's do that. So we ordered these tequila drinks. Okay. It was 50 bucks for the two drinks. Oh, Congratulations. I yeah. And then we I found out right the there. guy that chatted us up worked for the distillery. He was like their PR guy. He catfished oh, you. He, totally. Yeah. He, funny. He honeyed I mean, us. And that's funny, but. When we got the. Justin was like, uh, Glenn, I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, I didn't know either. And, you know, because Justin had like four bucks on him. So I. Oh, he, no. He, he wanted to try and help. And I'm like, bro, it's all good. I love you. But we, we both, <laughs> Justin and I, got honeydeed by the guy from this local. The tequila distillery, you know, it was like totally like that scene from from uh, Clerks, where the guy that sells yeah. Chili's gum, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like all you know, yeah, yeah, it was like that, man. The guy honeydeed us bad. Ah, uh, well, we honeydeed twenty five bucks a drink, and I was like, dude, that was good, but it wasn't twenty five bucks good. So anyway, there's not a single shot of alcohol that's twenty five no. bucks good. No. I'm sorry, unless it's it's, it's no. brought to you by a, with a lap dance. There's no chance. Dude, one of Ooh, the, do they do that? One of the I don't know, but they should. They should. There was a night who was hanging out with Brett. Uh, we were up at Brett's place, and we were a couple. He gave b- you a lap dance for twenty five bucks. Joke, wow. Right? You no, know, yeah, but no. Um, yeah, but he's no. got a bit of a wine cellar and a bit of a wine collection because the Pearl Jam guys are bringing the wine. So are the REM guys. It right. turns out, and so he's got and lots of gifted bottles and stuff. But I can't remember where we were drinking. We were a couple bottles in, and he's like, "Man, I've been wanting to I've been wanting to cork this one for a while." So he brought this bottle up and. So yeah, Jeff. Jeff gave this to me. So it was from Jeff Ament from Pearl Jam, and he, you know, corked it, and it poured four glasses. So it was me, Tanya, his wife, and and then me and Tony, my wife, and we're all. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's really good. And of course, we're already a couple bottles in. And I found out it was like a thousand dollar bottle. Duh! So that means in my glass, was, I was holding two hundred and fifty bucks. Pearl Jam was successful. Yeah, for <laughs> these bottles, I'm holding a two hundred and fifty dollar glass of wine. Wow! Dude. And Brett was like, "What do you think?" And I went, "Man, I." <laughs> Tastes like red wine. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm not a wine connoisseur. It will laughed, just be you know? ruined on me. I was like, I, dude, I like Franzia. I mean, it was good. It was really <laughs> good. But I mean, maybe if it had been my first glass of the night, I would have been like, man, this is really pretty remarkable stuff. But still, not two hundred fifty dollars. It glass. was like my sixth glass. So oh, at that boy. point, you know, it's wine. It was more wine. Yeah. And as I, Brett was like, what do you think? And I'm like. I, 
I enjoy your fruit juice. Tastes thank like you. red wine, and we we laughed about yeah. it. He's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. We, we had a good laugh, but yeah, that I, that's the most expensive thing I've ever drank in my life. It was a two hundred and fifty dollars glass of I've wine. Never, never been anywhere it, like that. It was a lovely red. I'll tell you that. I mean, it was a good wine. It's like Cristal. Know? I remember the first time I ever had Cristal, like that champagne that everybody like spends a crap ton of money on for a bottle. What did it yeah. taste like? I remember having it like, what do you think? This is Cristal. I'm like, honestly, it tastes like a bottle. It tastes like Andre, which yeah. is like a $4 bottle like of champagne. <laughs> and is, in fact, I thought was way more tastier. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because you don't have the refined pellets, No, sir. Yeah. I clearly don't. I was like, I'll take a bottle of Andre over Cristal any day of the week. <laughs> you look at those price tags and yeah, I mean, obviously. What's a it's bottle of Cristal go for? It's over, like a thousand at oh, least, Oh, no. Man. I think you can get a bottle for like a couple hundred. Oh, Okay. Still, I just though. like I only yeah. knew it from like what P Diddy and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so. I think at some point I think that the prices have gone down, but it's and still I, not cheap. I've done the Scotch thing where like the 20, oh, 27 geez. year yeah, scotches. Two seventy nine at wine dot com. What about Walmart? <laughs> Can you get it with Ocean Pacific Wear? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. There's, there's Steve wearing his OP board shorts, walking down the street with a bottle, <laughs> a bottle of crystal. Oh man, that that's, dude, you're balling. That's, that's when that's I realized a music <laughs> video in the making. You know right it there. is. You know it is. That's dude. when I've known I've made it. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like nothing else is. I mean, it's playing with Stone Temple Pilots. That was cool. But not as <laughs> cool as walking the streets OP in OP wear with a bottle of Cristal on my hand. That sounds like a hip-hop verse. That's the kind of thing a rapper would rap about. I'm, I'm, I might need to work well, on that. Well, in OP, you know I ain't gonna fall. Sipping my Cristal down the street I roll. Gonna get this troll. Uh, you know, and then I'm in the uh, background going, yeah. Turn my headphones up. Yeah. Uh, turn up my beats. Uh, check out my feet. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, dude, this is a good email. It's, it's based on... Um, uh, uh, what do you I'm a hype man. What do you do for a living? I go, uh. uh, uh no, you can't go, uh. Yeah, I wanna, go, uh. No, I want to be like the anemic hype man. Like, yeah. Or instead of yeah, it's maybe. Uh, you know, maybe. I'm going to bust this fool. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this. If things go well, he will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it all works out. All signs are pointing towards it happening. <laughs> yeah, Magic 8-Ball, the hype man. <laughs> <laughs> ask again, yo. Yeah, ask again later. <laughs> we'll come back to you. What up, 8-Ball? <laughs> Unclear. <laughs> I, I want to give a shout out to our buddy Stevie, uh, the Packers fan. Oh, yes, Stevie. Uh, I, saw, uh, I saw Stevie at Without a Cause Wrestling. Nice. At first I saw him tweet a picture, and I'm like, did he grab a picture from someone else and then just tweet it? I didn't know he was there <laughs> until the end, and it was cool to see him, and it sounds like he's, he's, he's on the road to recovery. Of course, he lost his leg. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. He was in, I think some people looked like as if I was like a healer at the end of the night, because Stevie came over. He's in his wheelchair, and I'm like, Stevie, and I'm about to give him a hug. He goes, hold on, and then he stands up Dude. to give me the hug, which wow. I thought was really freaking awesome. cool, but I think people around were like, Steve, a miracle worker, like they, heal. They're showing yeah, up hit the revival music. Like, my child was born blind. And you can like, oh my god, he healed. Nah. <laughs> Let's He's like stand. Neo when he when he leaves the station. There's all these people around. He's like Neo in the Matrix. Man. Yeah, that's what happens. You're bringing tongues. <laughs> Your local celebrity. He's a verified champ for a that's reason. Right. He can make people in wheelchair stand. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, honestly, it's so cool seeing he, Stevie. He got there. me bad. He was at my show and Such saw him, day. and I was like, dude. And I went to give him a hug, and he yep. went, no, wait. Yep. And he stood up and uh, hugged me. And dude, I just, oh, it got me bad. It did. Just yeah. bear hug. And I think everyone yeah. standing there was like, well, that was a moment. You it, know, and just, it really, that was badass, Steve. I love you, man. And, I could um, totally relate. It was a total moment. It made my night. And he, I had a great night, and that made the night even greater. He brought me a, a little thank you card that was super nice. cool. And then he printed out this, and I've, I'm only halfway through it. And I tried the to lyrics read it. that don't let me down? No, no, no. <laughs> it's the, the, the bizarre and elaborate. The article was literally called like a vicious circle 
of ins and outs or something, but it's the story of L.A. Guns oh, and all the boy. weird members. Now, I'm only about halfway through it. i got to finish reading it. I've had insomnia really bad the past few nights, so I got up last night and was like, I'll read that thing. And I got about halfway through and I couldn't get my eyes to focus because I was so tired. Um, it's not because I'm old and going blind. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so I got to finish reading it. Blind. But yeah, Steve, he brought me this thank you card and then it was it's like a six or seven page like with dates. History. And apparently it's a hell of a rocky road. Like, yeah, it's just like uh, rotating members and it's, yeah, it's called like the vicious circle or whatever, but it's like the history of LA guns. That's awesome. So I got to finish reading that. Yeah, that wasn't, wasn't the replacement for Tracy guns, like Stacy nubs or something well, that's like what that. We, Blades. we Blades. were joking about Stacey it. Blades. Yeah, Steve even that's called right. the episode Glenn Cannon and the blades. Because <laughs> I was, that's, that's why he brought me that because we were riffing on Stacy blades. Yeah. Instead of Tracy guns, it was like Stacy blades so awesome. instead of Steven stumps or, you know, Carrie club. Well, it has to be a, Weapon. So it's Tracy Guns, oh, yeah. Stacy Blades, Carrie Club. Um, See, it should be Peter Billy. Pistols. Should be Billy Club. Billy oh, Club. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, Billy Club. Like Peter Sap. <laughs> yeah. I love Sap. That's like that little bag with a lead ball in it. You whack people oh. in the back of the neck and it makes them lose consciousness. Wow, Maury Mace. Either that or just really upsets them. Maury Tony Mace. Spitball. Spitball. <laughs> Devin Dart. <laughs> Trevor Slingshot. Nice. <laughs> Bobby BB Gun. <laughs> I did that with that. Remember Johnny Mnemonic? That yeah, terrible. Yeah, with so, Keanu. Remember, he took hit me. Mm-hmm. So I had Sammy Suppository, and it was S me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I had uh, Manny Mongloidic, and it was hit me. Hit me. <laughs> you know, like I had hit all these me. things for. That was one of those things, like when, when Window Pain did that thing where we were on that movie soundtrack. I didn't know how movies worked, but basically, you make your film, and then you sell your film, and it's distributed by someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what happened was old Keanu, I now know this because of what I experienced with that film that we were a part of, but. Keanu made Johnny Mnemonic. It was a terrible film. Yes. No one would pick it up. Truth. Then Keanu made Speed, and mm. it was a good time, and it blew up, and oh, suddenly huge. he was an action hero. Yep. Yeah. And so right after Speed, this movie Johnny Mnemonic came out, and I was oh. like, and I was like, no way, he already made another killer. This one's like a sci-fi flick. We went and watched it, and I was like, this is a piece of dog ass. That's how they get and you. What happened was... Basically, after Speed took off, some some studio went, well, yeah. we'll buy Johnny Mnemonic, and that filmmaker was probably like, yes. I mean, dude, we had Psychic Dolphins and Ice-T. It's bound to be a bad film. I don't know, man. It sounds like a selling point to me right there. That's how that happened. <laughs> and the chick that was in Starship Troopers with the red curly hair. Oh, yeah. Wasn't she on Saved by the Bell or something? No, she was Elizabeth Berkeley? N- not. No, it wasn't Liz uh, Berkeley. It not was, Showgirls. Oh. Was she, oh, no, she was also in, wasn't Elizabeth Berkeley also in Saved by the Bell? Yes, yeah. yeah, she was showgirl, she was that, I'm oh, trying to remember. Interesting the... backstory, I heard this Howard Stern interview with, um, oh man. Mark Paul Gosseler. Dina Meyer. Uh, the gorgeous blonde that's in all the movies, man, um, you know Reed. who I mean. Um, um, oh, 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 um, uh, Liam Helton. She was in, she was in, this um, Mad Max Fury Road. She was Charlize Turner. Theron. So Charlize Theron was <laughs> fighting. <laughs> Not Tina Turner. When she was starting out, she was fighting like hell to get showgirls. And she was like, oh, it's Paul, Paul Verhoeven who's done Robocop. Yeah. Something. And she's mm-hmm. like, I gotta get this movie. Could make my break my career. This could blow me up, blah, 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 blah. And she didn't get the role, and Elizabeth Berkley did. And it destroyed Elizabeth Berkeley's career. It definitely straight stopped up, it did. straight. Yeah, And yeah. so, you know, and, and Stern was talking to her about that, and she's like, yeah, I, I was so, I was honestly heartbroken when I didn't get Showgirls because I thought it was going to be my big break. And now wow. Charlize Theron's like 
a world famous actress and with many many box office hits under her belt. And Elizabeth Berkley is in Showgirls. She's at Walmart peddling OP, which I'm okay with. <laughs> Still to this day, the greatest sex scene in the pool was in Showgirls. I remember the sex scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I remember. And the the kid from so uh, remember, Twin Peaks yeah. and Dune. I don't remember that. Yeah, that was he was in that movie. He was in Showgirls. I honestly just remember the sex scene, and then the time that the, one of the, the showgirls fell down the steps. <laughs> of course, Steve, did you do that with your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, he did. He kind of did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you're talking about yeah. Dina Meyer. She was the one in uh, uh, Johnny Mnemonic, and then Starship, she, Starship Troopers. Troopers as Dizzy. Yeah. yeah, Dizzy. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's hot. She's still hot. She kind of looks like Michelle Pfeiffer, which is not a bad thing. No, no it's not a bad thing. Mm-mm. Everybody, let's bowl. I guess. Let's bowl tonight. <laughs> yes. Tommy, he's going to get me. Hey, I want to give a shout out to everybody who came on, including Stevie, to Without a Cause Wrestling on Sunday. Uh, yeah. I was not yeah. I was not scheduled to be in a match. And actually, truth imitates art or art imitates truth. I don't know which one comes first. But um, originally, I was not booked to. I was just going to show up and like maybe have some do some shenanigans. But I get there and they're like. Yeah, no, we have. Yeah, you're gonna have a match actually. So it was really cool. <laughs> like, and it was kind of there, like in your underwear and a t-shirt. I mean, did you have your gear with oh, you? Oh, a wrestler always brings his gear. Okay, you never true, know. Okay. That's true. So like, I was getting off the freeway when like I got Steve, a call you can saying, "Wear this slinglet. <laughs> get up there, and get to work." <laughs> I, have under- I have my underwears at all times, man. And yeah. then I just put some napkins on my knees. Those are knee pads. I'm good to go. Oh, geez. But uh, so I, I get off the freeway in Everett, and they're like, "Hey, man, are you still coming?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course I'm coming. Like, good, because you're in a match tonight." I'm like, "Awesome! It's kind of fun, like to have that moment." where you didn't have the chance to really mentally prepare for it, and then you just make it happen. It was a fun match, uh, but uh, got a funny email about it, and I thought I'd share this Lay with you guys. The, the subject is, you awful person from David. Uh-oh. <laughs> what did you do? Says, Migs, I went to Without a Cause Wrestling. I'm not really a big wrestling fan. I watched it as a kid, but I don't follow it too much anymore. But holy crap, I didn't realize that the indie wrestling world is that awesome. Uh, he says, my bud and I already bought ticks for the next show. Your enthusiasm for wrestling got me interested. And this is way different than WWE. No offense. I don't want to watch a male soap opera. My wife makes me sit through The Bachelorette. That's enough bad acting for me. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, it's true, though. If you're, it's a big difference between independent wrestling. Glenn witnessed it at 3 to one Battle. And I know, Rev, you know that as well. Uh-huh. WWE, it's not storyline driven as much. I mean, there's some stories that happen. But for the most part, it's just the athleticism and the, the action that it's happens wrestling. in the ring. It's full on old school wrestling. With some crazy high spots as well. He says the athleticism in that ring was spectacular. I had no idea who guys like Facade, Hammerstone, and TJ Perkins were until going, and now I'm a fan of all those guys. Plus, I finally got to see you in person. And you are a giant a hole. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of like long like things. So I on guess my... it was this wasn't uh, good guy Migs. This was villain Migs. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Everett. I'm yeah. heel Migs. I'm the local celebrity. They're lucky to have me. <laughs> and are. then there's a long gap. So I'm like, oh that's nice. And then he goes in the ring. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Seriously though, you are a great heel. Your interaction with yeah. the crowd throughout it was hilarious, dickish, but hilarious. <laughs> Watching you mess with the kids was super fun, and the kids were giving it right back to you. Plus your match was great. All in all, kudos to you and everyone at Without a Cause, and thanks for giving us North Enders something cool to check out in our hood. That's from David. Uh, dude, that's, that's rad, man. And shout out to Cubby. He was the guy who wrestled. <laughs> Jacob Sumas. Sorry. Ugh. I meant to bleep that. If you can. All right. Yeah. Jacob Sumas. I don't know if he wants his real name out there. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing you didn't mention his phone number two there, pal. 616-6969. Uh, but it's funny. So... The place was at a new venue. It was not the Normana Lodge. It was over next door to the the, the VFW that they have right there, which was cool because the ceiling was higher, so you could do crazier stuff off the top rope. Not me, but other people like Facade, who's insane in the ring, and it has this really cool like neon VFW logo 
on top, which made for great pictures. Like, I'll show you a shot. Cool, man. Like, it just, nice. it, it looked cool in there. Like, there's a shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, man. Yeah. yeah that's really happening, Oh, dude. that is really cool. Right? Like, that was like, it added just to a cool, like, vibe to it all. I was like, so there's me, like, rocking my verified championship belt <laughs> in the ring. Right, check it out. There you go. Wow. Yeah. So, that is super awesome. Yeah, definitely added, or like this one where I look really tired, but the neon makes it look cool. <laughs> I just successfully, spoiler alert, defended my verified, I wasn't really off. Still the, the verified champ. Still the champ. But uh, it was fun. Right at the beginning, um, I grabbed the microphone to complain about the fact that I wasn't booked, so I'm going to put myself in a match, and uh, I, I found the audio of it because somebody had it. So nice, nice, here, nice. So you guys could just hear heel migs at the big Without a cause wrestling. Not I mean, to be confused with Healer Migs, who's uh, apparently yeah, a new yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. The revival pastor. <laughs> yeah. Which happens when I see Stevie. Yeah. Oh, without a cause. New venue. Same morons here. That's always so good. Get to see you guys. Look, I know why you guys are here. You're going to see the two biggest attractions at Without a Cause. The first one being me, Steve Miggs. And the second one being my verified championship. Take a look at it. Take a picture of it. At I'm Steve Miggs on Twitter. And if you're lucky, maybe I'll retweet you. I see you taking a picture. Hashtag verified champ. Take that shot. Take that shot. Good. And then I go, I'll smile. And I smile. And the whole area just starts laughing. No, no, no. That's right. As soon as I heard everyone laughing, I'm like, this rules. I'll <laughs> like, smile. It's hey, a fun tongue-in-cheek yeah. oh, yeah, heel dude, persona, totally which is 2019 it. style of a heel, where yeah. you're like, I could be a dick, but people are in on it. And it's cool to see the kids getting right. Like, I got into a screaming match after the match with maybe an 11-year-old girl. Jesus. And she's yelling at me. I'm yelling at her. And as I walk away, I could just see her grabbing like her brother or whoever it is. Like, that was amazing. (laughs) 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 But the best part, and even somebody, uh, where is it? Oh, Everrat Zero Stevens on uh, Twitter. He wrote, the best part of the match for me besides the actually great match was how Miggs focused his banter directly towards that one kid. It probably made his day. So in the beginning of the match, I'm getting chopped by Cubby, right? So he's just attacking me. We go outside the ring. He gives me a big chop, and I look at this little kid. He's maybe like eight, and I go, that one really hurt. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> and then he chops me again. I'm like, that one hurt even more. And he's like, oh. Like, I mean, like you can tell he's like getting into it. Then Cubby grabs a chair that has wheels on it, puts me in it, and just wheels me right into the post so my balls just hit the post, right? Oh. Three times because he does it once and everyone's like, one more time, does it again, one more time. I'm like, you sons of bitches, I'm done. <laughs> Fall over, <laughs> land on that kid, like a hand on his uh, on his leg and I'm just like, that hurt the most and he's like, ah! And like, yeah! <laughs> like, those moments to me, like I even told this guy, like that's, I, I never would have thought in my really, really short time wrestling that the highlight would be the interaction with the kids. That but makes it's makes nothing but sense, man. Oh, it's, it's so much fun. Killer, Dude, yeah. So much fun. And thanks again uh, to everyone who comes out. Without a cause, the next one, and I will, I am having a match. I believe it was announced myself versus Cool Dad Chris Ross, who's freaking insane. This guy's nuts. So I'm a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I've seen you tossed through furniture at this point. I, I think uh, I think well, he can handle just about anything. Uh, he's a strong dude, and I, I have a feeling he'll be tossing me through something. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be happening without a cause wrestling at the VFW in Everett, right next to the Normanna Lodge. Uh, it's happening on August 18th, Sunday, 4 p.m. Uh, is when bell time starts. Uh, we're all going to be there. It's going to be a great time. Kimberly, who's a great 
indie wrestler that's been killing it, Priscilla Kelly. She's the one with the tampon spot. She'll be there again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like how I tell that to while that While that upsets me, she's still remarkably attractive. She's great, right? Yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. But that whole, like... That just, yeah, no, yep. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, type, no. Without a cause on Facebook, you could get all the information, get tickets and all rules. that good. Oh, she's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, she's so great. You'll be able to come check this it out. Nasty. And thanks to everyone who bought my, I, my, I sold a crap ton of those, the Batty Bat Art Steve Mig shirt, the That's one that looks like the Funko Pop. because we riffed about them on the last show. And also, I didn't think about it, it looks like a Funko Pop. And it's right next to Funko headquarters well, that's handy. in Everett. Oh yeah, I hadn't even like, thought of that. The tie-in was great, but yeah, I mean, I've sold a bunch of those, so nice, that was that dude. was pretty sweet. Yeah. And I, I then invested so in. Were we saying that was how you got tickets to the Croc Show? <laughs> <laughs> So we're getting all these emails next week like, so I got this great shirt, but I showed up the croc. They were like, what? No. No. That, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. That's what we, we did. did. We did. We did. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Let's, let's check out a couple voicemails before we roll on out of here. Oh, first I want to say hi to Dave. Dave's in here. Dave is a big fan of the podcast. And, hey, uh, turn hey, that bring mic a mic right up yep. to you, man. Say a word. Hey, and, everybody. How are you? Dave fed us. Not only with ribs. I had a rib. Awesome ribs, but also so with no-name cakes from Mod Pizza and uh, what are those? Zingers? Singers for BJ. Yeah, those were his favorite. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I had Dith One. How much for Dith One Rehab? Have you ever seen? I'm going to get this you. This whole package is whole for you. Oh, that's. Oh, I love that. That will be. Yeah, dude, delicious. Yeah, you're delicious. Welcome. Thanks, man. And Thank he made uh, the sweet baby rays, which you can't go wrong with sweet baby rays barbecue sauce. Mm-mm. And then the other was a apple cinnamon. Yeah, is that a homemade cinnamon. sauce? McClendon's. McClendon's, the hardware store. <laughs> yeah. No. Really? Oh, yeah. Outside next to all the Traegers. Yeah, Ooh. they have. All right. Now I know yeah. where to go. He's, He's part of the Traeger crew. These days you've got to diversify. You're, you're Dude, official. Yeah, with oh, those good. ribs. Yep. Hell yeah, okay. man. Yep. yep. I, we, we, we've made it official. Rev and I and uh, Danny, we, 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 we talked. We <laughs> voted. And in a unanimous fashion, yeah. Dave you, is now you, part of our Traeger you, group. You awesome. two can, can, can join our group. Just bring us meat. You know who's also part of our Traeger <laughs> group uh, but almost lost his Traeger is my buddy Craig. My what? Pearl Jam. How did he almost my, lose his Traeger? You know, uh, you've met Craig Proper. Um, I think so. Yeah, he's a big Pearl Jam fan. He's come to the Bruiser Brody shows. He's also a fan of everything you've done as well. He somehow, his, he said he texted me and he goes, had a rough go this morning. She went up in flames and I thought we were going to lose the old girl. Oh. Look at that. Oh, dude, what His happened? His Traeger went on fire. Oh, wow. Did he, yeah. did he not clean it? He says, uh, a little TLC, she's back up and running. Not pretty, but I saved her. And I'm like, dude, what the hell happened? What were you smoking? That's nuts. He goes, I was trying to get a sear on some bacon, jacked up the temperature. Before it hit, I swear to God, 420, it started to burn. The bacon caught fire. The grease on the bottom plate went up. I there had to hit go. it with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Now you'll have to excuse me. I'm thinking about doing a custom paint job. I'm thinking yellow and red, brother. You like Hulk just, Hogan. You put flames on the side. And he says, my dog hurt. Lucy really enjoyed the bacon. Aw. Burnt bacon goes to the dog. <laughs> he made charred carbon. Because I was like, damn, dude, he almost lost his Traeger. Well, and that's one of the things, like, the second time I used my Traeger, I I literally flame shot up because the uh, the the grease, the, basically there's a grease tray that will slowly roll it down into the bucket. Yep. Well, uh, the wife had put it in there, and my idiocy, I didn't check to make sure that it was put in correctly because she didn't know about it, and she didn't know how it had to be tilted, and I didn't look at it. It. Well, since it was flat, all of it just pooled and all the grease collected on that tray, and then suddenly there were flames. And yeah. Yeah, yeah almost, yeah. Grease fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally grease Never fired it. And then at that point, you're like, well, uh, okay, I guess this is where it happens. And fortunately, it went out right away. So, geez. So, what's the thing? Did, did I catch like in a previous episode where I guess smoker folk or grill smoker hardcore folk. folk 
say that Traeger's like... It's like cheating. Yeah. Do we get it on the text line? At least every time we talk about Traeger okay. on the air, there's one or two guys that want to if poop it, in the punch bowl. If it bowl. works, it's like, oh, a car? That's like cheating. You should walk everywhere. Well, I, don't, I, don't, like, I don't understand the thing. And that was like... Or like, like, oh, you got an automatic transmission. Like, oh, yeah, that's but, cheating. Yeah, you should right. drive a stick shift. Right. And it's like that some people are like, that's, that's just like... It's like the crock pot of grills. I'm and like, I'm yeah, like, crock pots are awesome, you dick. And yeah. then here's the thing with it. It got me into actually cooking meat, making my own rubs, doing all these things. Having fun. It's the easy access way to make amazing food that it's kind of hard. I literally let, you, you set this thing on fire. One. I want one now. Like, I, yeah, set, right? I set the stuff on fire and the food still came out wonderful. So, I mean. I can rarely say that. Yeah. Right? I remember and, one time I forgot about, I think it was. So making ramen, and I forgot about it, and it boiled all the water out of the pot. Yeah, and then it. We did that over. with grits once. The PLP and I did that. Yeah, it gets real bad. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. Do you know what bad. burnt grits smells like? No. Yeah, you don't want to know. Like burnt grits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's bad. It's real bad. So yeah, I was a terrible cook. It smells before like the this. streets of London, circa seventeen seventy three. But you know what's funny? Like my buddy, my buddy Munson, like he is got that a, raw sewage. <laughs> he's the one who first introduced no, me to a Traeger like last year. Yeah. He's like, bro. You can't screw up a meal on this. But ever since then, now he's gotten heavy into cooking, not just on the cra- on the Traeger, but in like in the kitchen. So it was almost like it it ignited the love for cooking. And now like he barely eats out because he's like, I could cook better than anything I could get outside, which is very humble of Munson. Which I don't know, <laughs> my buddy Munson's a very humble man. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If anyone knows him, but like, had he not had a Traeger to get into that, none of that would have happened. So I always I crack up when somebody needs to show how much more manly they are. On the text lines, like, right? oh, get a real smoker. You need to get this. I'm like, I'm not going to now go buy another smoker no, when also, I already own a Traeger. <laughs> also, by ass. the way, I also have a an, another smoker, too. Like, I have them both. Like, it doesn't matter. People I'm still going to be using the Traeger way more because, A, it's easier. B, it's just all I need is wood pellets instead of actual wood. Yep. Like, there, there's so much that is involved with a normal smoker, and you're not going to be able to get the, the, the heat instantly perfect like there's like get a traeger and be fine with it and cook great food i'm planning to i'm planning to all right yeah right so you say i have a tv and you're like wow that's like a poor man's version of going into the theater yeah right you're cheating (laughs) there's always somebody like i remember this was a while back but i posted a picture of um i was like okay car overheated pretty sure the thermostat has jammed Here's what I've got. And it was like a knife, a drumstick, a crescent wrench, <laughs> and a Coke can. I took a photo of truly everything I had on me. And here we go, my guy. I was able to get the gooseneck off and I used the drumstick to to basically and I hit it with a rock. That's and it awesome. Busted the thermostat open so the the water would flow and I put it all back together and but yeah, I forget what it was. Someone's like, dude, you know what? The, your man card's been revoked. You're not traveling with tools, etc. Oh, blah. people say that. And I'm just so like, I literally got in there, I'm like, dude, it was my wife's car. And I fixed it with a rock and a drumstick and a crescent wrench. And then, like, immediately, it was like, oh, dude, wow, I'm kind of sorry I even said anything. And I'm like, no. yeah, dude. The whole man card you line know, is I so played out. I fixed it with a out. rock, a drumstick, and a crescent wrench, man. You can come over and... Yeah. Bickety-bleamy. <laughs> but yeah, what was rad, but he did put a retraction, like, dude, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks. But there, there's always someone. Always. Always. It's always. It's turn in the punch bowl, man, mm-hmm. all the time. Right. Right. Let's check out a couple of voicemails, 253-271-4787. Again, thank you, Dave, for bringing us the delicious yeah, food, man. That was awesome. Ribs, Seriously, man. man. Thanks, brother. I'm looking forward to them.
Can Thank I give you. you two tips for your Traeger? Yeah. 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 Do you, do you, yeah. Do you foil line that grease? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a cottage cheese thing in your bucket? A cottage cheese thing? No. Buy a large cottage cheese, like two pound. Genius. Put that, oh. put that in the bucket. Oh, and just use that as Clean the up as a breeze. Like we were looking up liners, like really, because they have liners. But if you just Brilliant. use that, cottage and I mean, I'll eat cottage cheese. I love it. Yeah. Just well, you don't keep the cottage cheese in the bucket. Well, I know, but I can eat the cottage cheese <laughs> okay. and then you put the bucket that's how in you, there. That's how you Steve. get the empty container. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not just going to well, buy hey, cottage, cottage cheese. cheese. is great with Traeger grease. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put a bib on me and feed me the cheese, and then yeah. I'll have... And we'll video that, and we'll put that up uh, as right. bonus content. Yeah. On, uh, on, on Pornhub. Yeah. Just you feeding me cottage cheese. Yo, I think I got a tra- I think we got creepy, be like 7 million views. Oh, yeah. I got a pineapple I got to grill, so... See, that's not we got our pastor coming over for some reason. Oh. I don't know why. Like he came up to us, like he, exorcism. Yes, <laughs> he found out what I did for a living. Yeah, I've noticed you've been uh, uh, drumming a little harder for Jesus, <laughs> right? Like uh, he was just like he came up. He's like a younger guy. Like so, we have our regular pastor, who's an older gentleman. He's like he's retired, but he still does the pastoring at our church just for the hell of it. Oh wait, that's not just for the <laughs> heck of it. <laughs> just for the god of it. <laughs> <laughs> just for the god of it. Just for the god of it. Diet Jesus. <laughs> sure, hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. On his way over to visit me. Oh, yeah. you'll have something uh, to talk and about. And then we have a I'm younger sorry. guy. That's... I feel bad about everything I just did. I feel bad, like truly, like well, I'm like you aren't already going. I'm to looking hell. for the lightning bolt to come through the window, man. <laughs> we also have a, our, our new pa- cool. uh, our other pastor that comes in from time like once a month is uh, he's like in his late twenties, mid twenties. Super cool dude. Like just always. I, I love when he's there because a he also plays in the worship group with us, so he plays guitar. Oh, nice. N- and good guy, big Sounders fan. We just hit it off about tattoos, which I thought was kind of random. And then he just at the end, he was like, hey, man, so I'm going to pop by and just say hi to some people. I know you live near me. Is it cool if I come by and just like just want to get to know you guys better. That's killer. And I was like, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I'm like, what do you need from us? Yeah. You know, because we just <laughs> never have anyone over our house. I've got this amazing hash oil I'm looking to share with someone. And I thought I'd come by. So, yeah, I was thinking we could get stoned and cook some stuff on your Traeger. <laughs> Dude, right? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, but it was funny because some Sid's like, just to let you know, our dog is a little, uh, it needs to warm up on people. And he's like, oh, no worries. I got a couple small dogs. I know what that's like. So I was like, oh, yeah, right on. So that's going to be fun, though. But that's it's random. Cool. It's like so random. Like, I just never had that happen before. Uh, uh, but uh, let's check out a voicemail. Let's see. We'll start off with this guy right here. What's up, Lawrence? This is Stevie, the Packers fan. Hi, Steve. Uh, well, hi, Steve. Hi. Nice seeing you again. It was nice seeing you wrestle finally. Um, Hell, yeah. Uh, hope I'll see you guys soon. Glenn, uh, great show the other night, and uh, hope you got to that six-page pamphlet on L.A. Guns. Halfway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I love you, dude. There's a Scary Row song called Rattlesnake Shake. I know, I found out. Um, yep. But it's okay. It's something to write home about. So it's a good song. Have to make spite for you if you can. I will. And then rap. What? Um, I was wondering if you heard the new Corn song, what you think. Um, I think it. I think it's cool. And what's your favorite album and song? Ooh. My favorite album is Issues. And song is tough. Uh, the one that sticks out on my mind right now is Two of Another Corn with Ice Cube. With Cube, yeah. Oh, you can't play that song because there's too many F-bombs. <laughs> You'll be Thank there until you. 3 o'clock. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Um, I would have to say probably my favorite favorite i think my favorite corn album is the self-titled just because it blew my mind like yep. i had never heard anything like that daddy song it's so dude powerful. daddy's so brutal yep. i i was at my friend's house he wasn't there but i was on his computer using his computer and i was listening to that when it was just 
me and his mom there. And daddy went over and we're playing it. And I'm just like, uh, but I didn't stop it. Right. Like I dumb teenager sort of thing. And then afterwards she's like, can you just never play that song ever again? And I'm like, I understand. I understand. (laughs) You know, oh, sorry. But I I think my favorite, my, my favorite song by Korn would be Clown. Which okay. is uh, like the fourth track on the uh, self-titled. Do Have you heard the new one? I haven't, actually. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but it's funny. Not only is there a Glenn Cannon song called Rattlesnake Shake, not only is there a Skid Row song called Rattlesnake Motley Shake, Crew. but there's also Motley Crue. See, that was one of those things. <laughs> when I think, someone, Rattlesnake Shake. Someone put a thing up, and they were like, oh, dude, when I first, I think it might have been Kurt Clark, who wrote this amazing review of the record. Really, like, touching. Very cool. But he's like, yeah, when I first saw this, I thought it was going to be a, a cool cover of the Motley Crue song, and I was surprised to find that it was this great, I thought it was going to be a Skid Row cover. <laughs> but it just goes to show how I am not a Motley Crue fan, like, sort of at all. I have nothing against them, right. but I'm not a Grateful Dead fan either. Not you know on the I mean? radar sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, so I had no idea. I just thought it was it's fun. Yeah. Rattlesnake Shake sounded fun. That's so funny how that is. So this is the Glen Cannon Rattlesnake Shake. It's like a ZZ Top blues boogie. It's like Aerosmith meets ZZ Top is what I was shooting for. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel that. I love that ride symbol right there. Yeah, when you get yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> Old Louie, man, he's a killer. Yeah, he is. She got Does that mean she's dangerous? Yes. She got the all right, now we got a uh, Motley Cruz rattlesnake shake. Oh, it's kind of a rock and roll boogie song too. Okay, hundred percent. I've never heard this before in my life. This is off of Doctor Feelgood, the record. It's actually a really cool song. Except it sounds like Tommy Lee's using the same drums for Doctor Feelgood on this. Oh, I had yeah. no idea, dude. It's not a not your wheelhouse. Not at all. It's a sex machine. Keeps their engine hot. Let me see. Shave down there. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's about it. a stripper. See, I hear the motor clean thing a lot. It's hard to keep a motor clean. I'm a gearhead. It's a pain in the butt. Yeah, I like mine better. Yeah, I yeah. Do too. We hit yeah. that chorus and I was like, shake. Speaking of corn, shake, shake. <laughs> All right, now we That's got corny. Yeah, very, very corny. corny yeah, very now we got corny. Skid Row. The 80s, right? This one's off of their first record, self titled. Man, the production is so bad. Yeah, this the sounds 80s. awful. And I, this just sounds awful, right? It's getting better. This song's about like a whore named Vicky. Never not our either. <laughs> yeah, again, it's not totally not on my radar. Yeah. 
I, I'd go Back Glenn Cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glenn Cannon, number one of the Rattlesnake Thank Shake you. competition. Yeah. Thank Coming you. in a uh, distant second would be uh, Skid Row. Oh, really? I would. I was putting Crew above the Skid crew Row. The Crew course on this. was so cheesy. Yeah. But see, I'm, I'm a fan of the story about a hooker. As a, I get, you know, but the story about a stripper is also pretty good. But I, I like the. I don't like the chorus. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. The, and then also a close third to the second, distant mm-hmm. second. Yeah. Would be Motley Crew. Well, those guys are. You Congratulations, know, you win you. No. the Rattlesnake well, Showdown. If, if you like the Snake Off, like I said, it's that that song to me felt like kind of ZZ Top collides with early Aerosmith. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course with Lance on keys, it throws that kind of cool deep purple vibe across everything. Um, or even Doors, because there's a lot of Doors influence yeah. because of Lance. But yeah, those were the things that. I was so it's one of those things like basically you're saying you like Aerosmith better than Motley Crue. I think it's funny you say that because so. apparently Aerosmith also has a song called <laughs> Rattlesnake Shake. Do they really? Do they really? <laughs> Off of their Pandora's <laughs> box record. It's a. Lo- is it a cover? Ain't necessarily our own, but oh. it could very well be. It's a song about self abuse. So is this going to be it's a Rattlesnake Shake? No way. So it's a cover. I'll probably like this better than Skid Row or Motley Crue, I'll bet you. Well, if you want to rock, I got to be a rocking horse. Okay, yeah, I'm immediately like this better than Motley Crue or Skid Row. Oh, yeah. There's also a rattlesnake shake by Fleetwood Mac. Do you think this is a cover by Fleetwood Mac? It is. It is. I'm looking at the lyrics right now, and the first lines are the exact same ones as this. So, <laughs> all right. So here, and now here's the Fleetwood Mac version. Wow, really? Wow! This is crazy. I didn't know this is cool. You've got the rock. Yeah. I like this too. Cool. Yeah. See, this I, I can get into. I'm putting this in second now. This this must be Peter Green Fleetwood Mac. Yep. That's Peter Green, dude. Yep. It is. Yeah. This is my wheelhouse. But I, I, I didn't. I've never heard this. This is a blues shuffle. Cool. How funny. I'm actually glad to know that there are artists that I like that had a rattlesnake shake. Not just because Motley if Crew it was and just Molly Crew and Skid Row, I mean. And also, there's a Peter Green Fleetwood Mac tribute band named Rattlesnake Shake. Oh, those guys yep. are going to be gunning for me. Hey, dude. They're going to be LA gunning for you. It's all right. There's also a Rattlesnake Shake. Blades in for me. A band called Altamont <laughs> has a song. Oh, yeah, it's a cover, yeah. All I know is they have a great album cover. Oh, it's a girl with a sweet ass hitchhiking. Nice. I pick like, her up. I like her shorts. It's a good cover. Too. She's wearing shorts. Yeah, they were. They were. They were shorts. Uh, but she cut them like at the top of the pocket. Oh yeah. So the pockets are hanging out a little bit. No, like the top of where the pockets would oh. go. They were shorts cut very high. It was kind of a jong. It was like a jean short song, kind of a jong. Oh, yeah, she's got on. That's jong. That's not painful at all. <laughs> Let's check out one more voicemail before we roll on out of here. There's a denim rub on that man. Yeah, we dude, don't need that. We should in our go lives. Uh, run a marathon. Hi, you guys the guy in the background? He's got really curly hair. Shout out to Stoic Woodshed, 10 miles wide, and of course, our favorite man in the world, Ziggy. What a great show. Give him love, Ziggy. Oh, awkward. <laughs> love you guys. Be safe. Stay positive. <laughs> I think he was at your show. The Void is playing in the background. 
That's that was wow. the void. The void was playing in the background. So you're up there on stage, bawling and your eyes out. Us. Everyone's like, uh, <laughs> Ziggy's like, I love you, we love your hands. We love you, Ziggy. You know what's funny? Put is your that, hands together. You know, uh, on uh, the Google Voice, they transcribe whatever the voicemail says, right? Yeah, what did that it say? say? This is exactly what it said. <laughs> I just copy and paste. It says, "Not really. They're not doing ten miles riding. The first two are bigger than what a great show. I got work. Yes." <laughs> I love Google Translate. Sounds like what my mind does every morning when I wake up. That's pretty much what's happening. It's is, taking your sentences yeah. and just throwing them out These there. These are also the Jumbled. lyrics that don't let me down. That's, that's right. <laughs> yep, that's all I thought it needed. I think that's uh, the most recent stuff. I think we got yeah, I think we got the most of the messages. I mean, we still have some voicemails we'll get to eventually. But, Someday. Uh, you please know, maybe keep next calling year. us, though. Yes. Please Sorry. 253-271-4787. The Migscast at gmail.com. Also, you can leave us a voicemail or a text message with that. Dave, thank you for bringing us to barbecue yeah, thanks, and the no-name cakes and all the delicious yeah. treats. That was freaking awesome. Glenn, congratulations on a great show. Anything thanks, coming up dude. in the very near future? Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend I'm doing a loop down through um, uh, Oregon. Sorry, get confused because I'm really working in the Pacific Northwest. I'm going to do like uh, a lot of Washington, Oregon, Idaho until my first tour. But um, that loop's really cool, man. We're doing uh, Guitars Under the Stars Music Festival. Okay. So you kind of get the idea what that's all about. But uh, that's a several-day festival. Um, nice. So I'm going to be playing that. And then we head down to Salem. And then we're doing a show at Billy Blues Club in Vancouver, Washington, on our way back. Oh, um, So I, awesome. I got a little three-show little three show loop. And I'll be doing a bunch of those. Um, you know, I'll, my next loop's out through Idaho. But I'll be doing kind of Oregon, Idaho, Washington loops, um, just working the hell out of this region until... Uh, Till the project hits the road, so nice. Yeah, life is good. So I'm I'm around next weekend, but um, or this coming weekend, but the following weekend I'm on the road again. So uh, yeah, man, just taking the music to the masses or or trying to spread the word, man. Let people know that it's out there and it's fun, and it's good, and our rattlesnake shake isn't a cover. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to give a shout. I don't know who it was, but apparently somebody in Vancouver was at a ECCW wrestling show. The ball they have a big show at the Commodore Ballroom uh, last weekend, and I had uh, multiple people say. There was a dude rocking a Migs wrestling shirt at the show. Nice. I thought that was cool. Maybe one day I'll get to wrestle up in in, in Vancouver. That's a a life goal uh, in the world of wrestling. I've had a couple of different goals, and one was DOA wrestling, which I just got to do. Yeah. Uh, Other one uh, is Defy, which I get to ring announce, but I hope one day I can get to wrestle there. Uh, That'll be cool. But one of the big ones for me also is ECCW. So maybe they saw the Migs shirt and they'll book me because of that. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) But that'd be pretty awesome. Rev and I are going to keep mailing them peanuts until they. uh, Yeah. Do it. They yeah. do what they need to do. Or you could just, I don't know, you could write them, I don't know. Or maybe uh, you know, people need to go, if they're up in Vancouver or going up there, buy a Migs shirts from ProWrestlingTees.com. Slash uh, I'm Steve Migs, yeah. And then wear them there or give them out to Steve random Migs. people. Throw them at the other wrestlers. Yeah, see, Well, maybe not, I don't know. Wear these shirts so we can pretend <laughs> Steve's here. I should, uh, that reminds me, I should also mention that if you go to GlennCannon.net, remember my name has two N's, so G-L-E-N-N-C-A-N-N-O-N, total of five N's, yes. as I've pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> um, go to glencannon.net and if you go to, I think it just is, is under the header store, mm-hmm. um, by the end of day today, the CD will be available. I have baseball tees, three quarter length sleeve tees, nice. Nice. Um, men's and women's tees, um, and a couple different styles available. So go to glencannon.net and you can find my stuff 
Hopefully by late this afternoon, actually. I'll have, right on. I've so got, hopefully by the time you listen to this, it's there. Yeah, I've got a ton of stuff to do, but hopefully at least by the <laughs> end of day today, when you go to glencannon.net and go to the store, you'll be able to actually finally purchase uh, the goods. Nice. Or you can go to... ProWrestlingTees.com slash I'm Steve Miggs, and you can support Glenn Cannon that way by buying a That's Steve right. Miggs shirt. <laughs> buying a Steve Miggs That's is exactly that how that correct. works? Yeah, Brad, you got anything coming up? Grit City uh, Podcast? Grit City Podcast is just doing some other recording stuff. We just recently did the Boot to Boot, which we're we did the bar crawl on the scooters. Yeah. You kind of want to listen to that because one of uh, one of our buddies on there uh, broke his knee. Uh, <laughs> scooting. <laughs> so uh, you can hear that at the beginning and you get to see the 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 quick progression downward as we uh, as we did all of that. That That's sounds like awesome. an incredible yeah. listen, dude. It was fantastic. A Grit City podcast. Just look it up on all the places yep, where you listen yep, to Yep, super podcasts. easy to find. Right, let's get out of here. Uh, oh, one last thing again. Thank you for coming out to Without a Cause. Next show, August 18th. Uh, Without a Cause Wrestling is where you can get all the information. Uh, just uh, check it out. Myself's going to be there. Hammerstone, Kimberly, Priscilla Kelly, Chase James, who's our champion. A bunch of other wrestlers are coming in as well, including uh, I'll be taking on Cool Dad, Chris Ross, Eric Stevens, Owen Travers. If you're a wrestling fan, you know what's up. You know check what's up. Check them out, brother. And uh, <laughs> it's WACProWrestling.com or Facebook. Just type Without a Cause Wrestling. Super fun. Great time over there. And it was awesome meeting all the people that are fans or not so much a fan of your local <laughs> celebrity steve makes thanks to everybody for listening to this podcast yeah, man we love yeah, you guys. right seriously yeah. appreciate really it. do thanks appreciate to everyone it. that came out friday and made that so remarkably special for me and um yeah man if you missed that show uh jazz bones august 24th exciting hero and dead rebel saints that's gonna be killer and then uh yeah, for all the North Enders, catch me and Everett at Tony V's with Solar Tone and Wide Only in the Wreckage. And save October 12th in your calendar for you Migs Fest fans. Stig's West. That's right, because <laughs> Bruiser Brody will be back. Stay positive. That was fun. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.